This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. MR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, August 16th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a once prominent neurologist convicted last month of sexually abusing patients killed himself Monday at a New York City jail. 68-year-old Dr. Ricardo Cruciani, who was the former chairman of the neurology department at Philadelphia's Drexel University, was found unresponsive responsive in a shower area at the Eric M. Taylor Center, a jail at the notorious Rikers Island complex. Uh, Cruciani's lawyer, Frederick Sosinski, confirmed in a statement that his client died, but not the manner of death. Prosecutors said uh, that he groomed vulnerable patients by overprescribing painkillers, sometimes to treat serious injuries from car wrecks and other accidents. Six women testified the sexual uh, testified the sexual abuse often occurred behind closed doors during appointments in 2013 at a Manhattan Medical Center where the doctor would expose himself and demand sex. He was also scheduled to go on trial uh, next January on federal charges accusing him of abusing multiple patients over 15 years at his offices in New York City, Philadelphia, and Hopewell, New Jersey. Cristiani died, uh, denied abusing women in court. His lawyer questioned the credibility of his accusers. Cristiani died while awaiting sentencing next month in a New York State case in which uh, he was convicted of 12 counts including predatory sexual assault, rape, and abuse, uh, sex abuse, and acquitted on two other accounts. He faced up to life in prison. Unvaccinated educators will no longer be required to undergo routine COVID-19 testing in New Jersey, according to an announcement from Governor Phil Murphy. Murphy signed an executive order Monday lifting all testing requirements for school districts, child care settings, and state contractors. With less than a month before the 2022 school year begins, the order will immediately go into effect for school districts and child care uh, centers. The change will apply to state contractors beginning September 1st. Policies requiring unvaccinated workers to undergo routine testing have been lifted. However, the governor says schools and child care providers may still maintain a vaccination or testing policy at their own discretion. Uh, school and child care facilities will still be required to report vaccination and testing data to the Department of Health. Murphy's decision comes after the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention updated its guidance to no longer recommend routine screening testing in school districts and child care settings. Camden City and Cherry Hill Schools both say that they're reviewing the orders and will contact their communities. More than 2 million infant swings and rockers are being recalled after a 10-month-old died as a result of getting caught in a strap, the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission announced Monday. Four moms of Pittsburgh uh, is recalling about 2 million Mamaroo swings and 220,000 Rockaroo rockers. In addition, 60,000 Mamaroo and 10,000 Rockaroo were sold in Canada. According to the CPSC, when the swing or rocker is not in use, their restraint straps can hang below the seat and non-occupant 
occupied um, crawling infants can become entangled in the straps, posing uh, entanglement and strangulation hazards, they say. Uh, Four moms received two reports of entanglement incidents involving infants who became caught in the strap under the unoccupied Mamaru infant swing after they crawled under the seat. So many of these things look so innocuous. I know. Like, you look at them and you're like, and and you wonder just... With the wrong circumstances, couldn't anything end up killing a child? Yeah, of course. So, yeah, I don't even know how you, why you'd even take on the job of designing anything associated with With an infant. With a baby, right? I know. Uh, So the CPSC says a 10-month-old died of asphyxiation. Another 10-month-old suffered bruising around the neck before being rescued by a caregiver. No incidents involving the Rockaroo have been reported, uh, but the Mamaroo is a baby swing that offers multiple motions and speeds. Buttons on the base control the motion, speed, and sound. This recall includes only Mamaroo models with three-point harness. I'd I'd look at something like this and I'd be like, this is a godsend. This looks perfect, you know? Yeah, the uh, five-point harness is not included in the recall, and the Rockaroo is a baby rocker. With front-to-back gliding motion, the base has an analog knob and power button to control the range of the motion of the rocker. The swings and rockers were sold at Bye Bye Baby and Target stores nationwide and online at 4moms.com and Amazon from January 2010 through August 2022 for between $160 to $250. For more information, you can go to the 4Moms website, which is 4, the number 4, moms.com and click on safety and recall at the top of the page for more information. In sports this morning... The Phillies beat the Reds 4-3 last night in Cincinnati. Noah Syndergaard won for the second time in three starts since being traded to the Phils. He allowed three earned runs through seven at uh, seven innings. Edmundo Sosa uh, drove in three runs to lead the offense. The series continues tonight. Kyle Gibson will get the start. The first pitch is scheduled for 640. The Eagles traded former second-round pick J.J. Ortega-Whiteside to the Seattle Seahawks for safety Hugo Amadi. Ortega-Whiteside, who has 16 receptions for 290 yards and a touchdown in three NFL seasons, converted from wide receiver to tight end in the spring. In Amadi, the Eagles get a 25-year-old former fourth-round pick who started five games in 2020 and seven more last year. He has one career interception, 128 tackles, and two forced fumbles in his career. Over the weekend, the NBA confirmed that the Sixers will play the New York Knicks at Madison Square Garden on Christmas Day. The Milwaukee Bucks in Boston against the Celtics is the only other game between Eastern Conference teams on on the Christmas calendar. The NBA will release its full schedule later this week. The Sixers' four-game preseason begins with an October 3rd matchup against the Nets in Brooklyn. And the Brooklyn Nets all-star guard Ben Simmons and the 76ers reached a settlement agreement on the grievance Simmons filed to recoup a portion of his nearly $20 million withheld from him as a result of his failure to play games in the 21-22 season. Sources told ESPN on Monday both sides agreed to confidentiality on the exact financial settlement reach, sources said. Uh Simmons and the National Basketball Association filed the grievance in April after the discussions between Simmons' representative at Clutch Sports and the 76ers didn't result in a settlement, sources said. The sides entered into an arbitration process but reached a settlement agreement prior to a judgment. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. We begin our work week because we were off yesterday. New Word of the Week prize reminding you that there is a fresh one. You have a four-pack of weekend tickets to attend all four days as MMR rocks the Firefly Festival. Cool. 
Uh, so that's September September 22nd through the 25th, and that's in Dover, Delaware. So Green Day, My Chemical Romance, Weezer, dozens of more bands are going to be on board for that. So you'll be able to get to it if you win that Word of the Week prize. You're going to need the letters in order to keep track of those and um, uh, create a word by the time we get to Friday. And we will give that away. So we're getting set for that. Uh, we also have a couple of guests on the show. Uh, there is a program on Apple TV Plus. It is called Trying. Uh, enters. Uh, it's in its third season, so we're going to have the two stars of the show, Esther Smith and Rafe Spall, are going to be stopping by today. Yeah, so I wanted to do a little bit of research. I was not really familiar with the show, so I sat down and put on the first episode, and I watched the entire first season <laughs> last night. Nice. Preston, yeah. this is very... Ted Lasso-ish. Okay. You watch it and you feel good about these people. I caught uh, the the trailer and I'm like, I think I could dig this. You will. Trust yeah. me. I okay. mean, just very likable people but and very funny. So the two stars stopping by today, which is going to be cool. And that will be in the 9 o'clock hour. So we are getting set for that. I have realized this morning. Oh, another thing. Another thing. Tattoo Day. Oh. A uh, chance for you to win a Preston Steve-themed tattoo. A $350 gift certificate from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. So text... The word tattoo to 39333, and by the end of the show, we will get ourselves a winner, and that just might be you. So you can check them out on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos or go to floatingworldtattoos.com for all the handiwork. They're on South Street, by the way, uh, 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. I've realized this morning how much I desperately need coffee to survive. <laughs> but you can't have it. I can't have it. I'm having a, uh, like a, a medical test done where I have to abstain. From caffeine. Yes. Oh. Until then. Right. This sucks, Is this man. part of your uh, your checkup? Uh, yes, yeah, part yeah. of the, the, the yearly checkup. So I've, I've got to go do mine, so oh. I'm sure I'll be doing this as well. Yeah. Oh. Isn't oh it wonderful? My God. <laughs> I really want a cup of coffee bad. And it, and it's, it sort of puts things into context, but I'm sorry. You, you get up at Amish hours. Yes. And uh, even the... Uh, do the Amish drink coffee? Right? They do. Uh, that's a good question. It looked like they didn't witness. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. I remember them sitting big around the breakfast of coffee. table. Maybe a big pot of coffee. Doing on blow. Uh, I don't know if they were doing blow. <laughs> Bumps and freezes and whatnot, but, you know, it might be an Amish sure. thing for all I know. Drinks typically served with Amish meals are water, coffee, garden tea, and occasionally I... fruit juices and soda. There you go. Is there uh, anything about cocaine in there? Yeah, I was wrong about the Coke. Oh, okay. that's uh, after dinner. Yeah. Ah, after dinner okay. Coke. Yes. Right. <laughs> well, anyhow, uh, we'll muddle through. We'll get we'll get through this all. I have a whole bunch of uh, entertainment stories, like some big stuff to uh, pass along to you. So we'll take a break. We'll come back with a stupid question, give some things away, dive into all that as well on this fine Tuesday morning. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. Did you know you can listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Now, back with more. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Casey, what is this? It says sucking on chili dog sting on this podcast. It's just, it's just a... Sucking on a chili dog. <laughs> sucking on a chili dog. 
And that's it? That's it. Okay. That's all, all right. you need. Thank you. Need to know that. Now right. it's a good morning. All right. So we are going to give away as a prize for a stupid question a $50 gift card to Nabraza Brazilian Steakhouse in Horsham. The question that I posed to you this morning is what if, is Chief Wiggum's first name? 215 263 WMMR. Call if you know the answer. What is Chief Wiggum's first name? 215-263-WMMR. Got a lot of birthdays to mention. All right. Well, we wait for your answer on Tuesday, August 16th, and we'll start with a pretty big one. Madge has a uh, birthday today. Madonna really? is 64 years oh, old. Wow. And I, I read an article. I didn't see the interview, but she was commenting on... Um, <laughs> The grill that she wears. Oh, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says she does it because she has terrible teeth. Uh, she no, they cannot be worse than that stupid looking grill. Yeah, that doesn't make it, it just better. looks ridiculous. She looks yeah. like some. She looks like Jaws from the uh, James Bond movies. Yeah, it looks uh, especially. Look, Madonna, you're 64. You know, it just it's, it doesn't fit. Get the tension grip and proceed. Yeah, it is does not look right at all. No, listen, she's she's also though she's. Um, Done up her face in recent yeah. pictures. Oh, she's yeah. become more cat-like. She's trying really. She's trying too hard. Don't do it. Madonna didn't used to have to try her. No, you know what I mean. Well, yeah. Well, you know what I mean. She. Yeah. No. She just. It just was. It just that. happened. Yeah, what what no. she did was a big deal, and now she's trying a little bit too hard. She was the material girl. Now she's the stretchy material girl. Yeah. She's she's trying to to uh, remain too young. No. It's so bizarre to look at her face, though, uh, despite the grill, in that she just doesn't look her age. Like, she's done so much, and yeah. you're like, wait, uh-huh. how old is she? I, I, well, why do you get to this point now where all you want to do is look like you just ate a box of Oreos? Mm. <laughs> uh, so she's 64. Uh, Kathy Lee Gifford has her birthday today. Kathy Lee Gifford is 69 years old. Worked with Regis, of course. That's uh, me. Yep. She, Had uh, a good time. Yeah, real good time. There was a little bit of uh, anxiety now and then, but we got along famously. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also director, producer, writer. James Cameron's birthday today. Well, it doesn't get bigger than James Cameron in the uh, film industry. He's got two more Avatar movies coming yeah, out. Yeah, I, I wonder what the what the reception of those will be. It's been a I, long time. I am very time. curious. So this the trailer for the second film uh, was received well, but um, you remember when Avatar first came out, especially with that level of 3D, mm-hmm. it was mind-blowing. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Titanic, Terminator, a bunch of stuff. He is uh, 68 years old today. Not just the 3D, but uh, Steve, like, there's a scene at the end of Avatar where, like, a human hand is in the hand of an Avatar hand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and just the realistic nature. I mean, just little things like that. Still yeah. looks good. Still yeah. holds up. Yep. Uh, actress Angela Bassett has her birthday as well. Love her. Yeah, what's love got to do with it is just outstanding. And uh, Wakanda. Uh, and that's correct. Yep. yep. Absolutely. In the, uh, Boys in the Hood. Black Panther. Boys in the Hood. Uh, World House. Stella got her groove back. Yeah, she's been in lots of great things. She's 64 today. Actor Timothy Hutton, uh, who's been in loads of movies throughout the years, mainly the 1980s. He had uh, some big hits. Taps was one of them. Did you ever see Ordinary People? I uh, Probably. It's I don't a heart-wrenching. It. It's ultimately works out. You know, it, it's emotional and it ends positively, but it's it's a rough ride. And you know, Taps was filmed right around the corner here. Yeah, okay, at the Valley Forge at the Chili's. Academy. No, <laughs> not at the Chili's. <laughs> they have chili dogs and Chili's. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That would be a good so question. In the in the name, and are you encouraged that, to so suck on them? I would uh, think that's yeah. the way you do it. Sucking on a chili dog. Yeah. Sucking on a chili dog. Uh, Timothy Hutton is sixty-two today. Uh, Steve Carell. 
also, and he has a big birthday today. He's 60 years old. Wow. Yep. So a milestone birthday for Mr. Carell. <laughs> My parents watched... Uh, uh, season two of the morning show without having watched season one. Oh. And like, how, how do we watch season one? And I was like, well, I, I, because we get the screener copies for uh, for the SAG after thing. Okay. And so I gave them the screener copies for season two, thinking that they had already watched season one. <laughs> they plowed right through season two. <clears throat> and a lot I of the setup it. that happens in season one, they uh, I would say on. there are substantial plot points. Yes, right. No, Kelly Clarkson! Yep, so happy birthday to uh, Steve Carell. Uh, you also have Julie Newmar, Catwoman, on Love the her. Batman television show. She's, uh, I think she's a six-footer. Is she really? Yeah. She's 89 years old today. She had that super tight um, Catwoman outfit, you remember, at the time that was considered pretty yeah. provocative? Yeah, very much so. Uh, the great Bob Balaban has oh. his birthday today. Bob has been in so many things. Uh, we'll start with the Christopher Guest films. He's in A Mighty Win and Waiting for Government and Best in Show. He's in all of those. Uh, but he goes back to Close Encounters of the Third Kind. He is the translator for the uh, director, Francois Truffaut, who plays the first scientist who gets idea of what's happening. Yep. Uh, Gosford Park. Uh, he's in... Uh, what movie was that? I think? Oh, in... Um, um, uh, oh, man. The sequel to your all-time favorite movie. 2000. Oh, uh, two, yes, 2010. Yes, 2010. Yeah, 2010. That. Yes, that's right. Yes. Uh, he's done turns in Seinfeld. It's just movie after movie after movie. And he can do full-on dramatic roles or really quirky comedic roles. Didn't he also play the uh, NBC executive and the Seinfeld uh, series when they were yeah. trying to get their show yes. pitched? Yep. Yeah, he yeah. had a crush yep. on Elaine. Right. <laughs> What's the music from? This is Close Encounters. This is? Yep. Okay. Uh, so he is 77 today. Uh, Rumor Willis, daughter of Bruce and Demi Moore is 34 years old today, and she does some acting as well. She does. She was in, um... Uh, what, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yes, she plays okay. a friend of Sharon Tate's. Uh, so, she is 34 years old today. And then the last birthday I saw is Taika Watiti. He's having a good run. Man, yeah. is he. Yeah, he just got married to uh, Rita Ora. Yep. And uh, the Thor movie, he's signed on to do the next one. Yep, so he, he directs, he writes, he acts, he does all that stuff. Uh, he's great in all those capacities. Everything from uh, Jojo Rabbit to What We Do in the Shadows. Did to, you see Jojo Rabbit? Uh, I did, and I didn't finish it. Yeah. If you get a chance, I, I understand why it can be difficult. Yeah. Uh, and I was going to fall prey to that, but I finish it, and it's well worth it. I know, Nick, you love that movie. I do, yeah. yeah. I love him. I'm a huge fan. There's a show on HBO right now called uh, Our Flag Means Death, and mm -hmm. uh, he plays Blackbeard. It's a really fun, it's almost like um, Spinal Tap about uh, these pirates that existed in the 1700s, 1800s, and he uh, he's very funny on that show as well. All right, let's see if we can answer the stupid question. We just need to know uh, what Chief Wiggum's first name is, 215263-WMMR. We'll go to Rich for the answer. Yo, Rich, good morning. Good morning. Rich, what is Chief Wiggum's first name? Is it Clancy? It is. Uh -huh. <laughs> Hang on, Rich. I saw a... Uh, you go ahead, press I'll tell you in a second. Got yourself a $50 gift card to Nebraza Brazilian Steakhouse in Horsham. Struggling to find a restaurant for everyone. Nebraza has you covered, and they offer 15 different cuts of meat and salmon for one set price. August's meat of the month is ribeye. Ooh. Info at reservations at uh, info and reservations at uh, nebraza.com. So Matt Groening is in this list of top uh, comedy people, I guess, in the, in the world as far as money earners, and they estimate his wealth at $660 million. Ooh. Wow. 
creator of The Simpsons. Yeah. That's nice. Not a bad turn for a guy who just started doing a little comic strip in, in uh, yeah. magazines. Oh, yeah. Do you know who's up, up a notch above him, though? It would be the South Park guys. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. All right. So uh, we'll start with this. It, it, it happened. Uh, the, the news came out yesterday. We were gone, but Anne Heche was removed from life support on yeah. Sunday. Uh, brought her uh, life to an end. She was 53 years old. She had been declared brain dead on Friday, nine days after she had crashed her car into a home in Los Angeles. Uh, Heche, an organ donor, uh, had remained on life support until recipients could be identified, and it was not immediately known how many people would benefit. Her family acknowledged Thursday that she was not expected to survive her injuries from the crash, uh, and her family said in a statement Friday uh, that she had still been on life support, and they had said, uh, we have lost a bright light and a kind, joyous soul, a loving mother and a loyal friend. She will be deeply missed, but she lives on through her beautiful son's iconic body of work and her passionate advocacy, her bravery for always standing in her truth, spreading her message of love and acceptance will continue to have lasting impact. Uh, Los Angeles police said Thursday that uh, a blood draw had showed that Aish had drugs in her system and that the case was being investigated as a felony DUI traffic collision. But on Friday night after the declaration, she was brain dead, which made her legally deceased in California. Police said that there would be no further investigative efforts made mm. in this case. You know what I forgot about her was uh, that movie Six Days, Seven Nights, I think it was, with Harrison Ford. Yeah. When that movie was, uh, they, they they were sinking a lot of money into Anne Heche as the next big yeah. movie, you know, uh, female movie star. Yeah. And when that movie was primed to come out, I think it was a Harvey Weinstein thing. I'm not sure. But anyway, it was a comedy, a rom-com with Harrison Ford as a pilot. And during that, during the lead up to it, she appeared on the red carpet with Ellen DeGeneres. And, and everyone went ballistic. It's like, we're trying to make you this thing in the in the movies. And uh, Harrison Ford, they were going to like fire her from the movie. And, and Harrison Ford stepped in and said, nope. Yeah. Don't do that, or yeah. I'm walking. I remember what a big deal yeah. that was, absolutely. All right, well, moving on to lighter fare. This weekend is going to be another big one for Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. According to Page Six, newlyweds are going to be throwing a three-day wedding <laughs> at Affleck's estate in Riceboro, Georgia, just one month after they got hitched in Vegas. To me, a three-hour wedding is too much. <laughs> An insider exclusively said that the actress and uh, actor have an intimate celebration for family and friends planned. It's going to be all about J-Lo, the source said. Tell me, are you all having a good time? Uh, the, the Ben wants all of the focus to be on her for yeah. their big day. <laughs> what guy says, I want it to be on me. A rehearsal dinner is scheduled for Friday. The wedding ceremony will be held on Saturday and a barbecue and picnic is going to follow on Sunday. How much money you think is burning up because of this thing? I don't even, I couldn't even start to guess. Uh, J-Lo is expected to wear a custom couture Ralph Lauren dress that was made in Italy. So do you know that when they do the, uh, when the, the, the DJ hands out those inflatable guitars during these, <laughs> they're actually handing out Stratocasters, Preston. Uh, and uh, Vogue reportedly will be capturing the event. Matt Damon, Jimmy Kimmel, Casey Affleck, Andrea DiMatteo are a few of the stars expected to be in attendance. Wow. Yeah. Are we going to put a uh, timeline on this <laughs> wedding or no? I I would like to think I this is to me so nice that they found each other again and they were more mature or he was more mature or whatever. I'm going to give them eight months. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, wasn't there footage of her kind of like holding him up Real uh, last week? Like, yeah. he was, uh, what he was like drunk? A little drunk or something? I didn't see that. Uh, I heard about it. I didn't see it myself. Am I drunk? <laughs> um, 
I don't think so. I think that they I think they should sort of try to stay out of the public. <laughs> it's, I know it's hard for them mm-hmm. and, and things like this don't help. But just live their lives. You know, that that was what I think killed it in the beginning, the first time around. And, of course, the rumors that he had cheated on her. Yep. Uh, I think they're going to go to the distance. I, well, I, I no, want to hear that. I think Hollywood that's good. Distance or the distance? <laughs> the, the actual distance. real life What's distance? the Hollywood distance? Five years? Uh, no, Hollywood distance like 10 years. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's yeah. actually immortal at that level. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, no way. They're, I'm going to give them, mm, I'm going to give them seven years. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Well, Wait, our contract 70. ends in uh, 2030, right? Yeah. So, so we'll check. I think they'll still be going in 2030. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I love you. the romantic in you guys. All right. Uh, Ezra Miller, speaking of the DC universe, yeah, yeah. since we were on Batman there for a moment, Ezra Miller says that they are finally seeking treatment for complex mental health issues. Representatives for the Justice League star said in a statement, having recently gone through a time of intense crisis, I now understand that I am suffering complex mental health issues and have begun ongoing treatment. So I'm just curious as so we know his mother's in the picture. He went and spent some time with his mother. And I, maybe she's the one that convinced him that he needed help. But it seemed like for the longest time he was just running around and no one in his life was saying you need to tap the brakes. Uh, The statement continues saying, I want to apologize to everyone that I have alarmed and upset with my past behavior. I am committed to doing the necessary work to get back to a healthy, safe, and productive stage in my life. The problem is he runs so fast. Uh, The Variety Report goes on to mention that the actor's behavior has been worrying the friend Stars and Warner Brothers, the studio behind, of course, the DC Comics movie franchise. As recently as last spring, Miller was still reshooting scenes for the movie. Uh, the future of the Flash franchise has been potentially muddied by Miller's controversies, uh, but their most recent arrest uh, became the third time that the actor was arrested uh, this year. So, uh, But it sounds like uh, Ezra is starting to get this out there and float that I might be the problem here. Yes, it's conceivable. Let's take a good look at it. So that is, uh, that's, a, that's a step in the right direction. What's with all these lunatics around me? <laughs> Uh, author and TV host uh, Padma Lakshmi, uh, the ex-wife writer Sam Rushdie, has said that he is pulling through after being stabbed on Friday. A Rushdie, who was once a subject of a fatwa for his writing, was attacked while on stage in western New York on Friday and was rushed to the hospital. At the time of writing, uh, Rushdie was still in the hospital being treated for severe injuries. However, the author's agent said that he is on the road to recovery. He got he had some bad injuries. Uh, yep. And uh, Lakshmi told uh, her followers on Twitter, relieved that Salman is pulling through after Friday's nightmare. Uh, worried and wordless, can finally exhale now, hoping to swift, uh, for swift healing. So just two days before this knife attack, he had given an interview where he said at this point he feels like he's pretty much in the clear from that uh, fatwa. I mean, yeah. there was a whole uh, plot line on uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm where Larry David ended up getting a fatwa, and, and Salman Rushdie was a part of that. Like yeah. He was giving him advice, and they were making fun of the fact that, essentially, for Salman Rushdie, this had all but gone away. Right, and, right. And here we are with this incident happening. Uh, in an email earlier in the day, Rushdie's agent, Andrew Wiley, said he's off a ventilator, so the road to recovery has begun. It will be long. The injuries are severe, but his condition is headed in the right direction. A fatwa sounds like like nachos, like something. Yeah. You want to get a table fatwa? Yeah, it, it, <laughs> like, like uh, it sounds so pleasant. I don't know, man. Not. Can you hold the jalapenos yeah. in the fatwa, please? <laughs> a little gassy. A little gassy. <laughs> Uh, in the initial aftermath of the attack on Rushdie, uh, figures from across the literary world had shared their reactions and sent messages of support uh, to the author. 
Uh, my buddy does that all the time, Nick, where uh, something will happen, and, I go, oh, and I'll go, that'll be a great Curb Your Enthusiasm episode, right? <laughs> it, like, it probably already was. And it probably yeah. already was, but he the, the latest one he did, uh, he was like, um, he's like, uh, the whole Jeep Wave thing, you know, people do the Jeep Wave, right. he was like... <clears throat> There should be a whole episode where somebody he th- somebody thinks he's doing a jeep wave, but he d- and I'm like and he's like that's what I do. He's like every single time, like I just come up with these these scenarios for uh, curb your enthusiasm. I digress, Preston. <laughs> I you know I took that like three or four sentences too long. I'm, no, uh, I'm back. You uh, know what? I'm back. I'm, I'm going to take the <laughs> baby. I think you finished extraordinarily strong. I'm back. I'm I back, think everybody. you're back. <laughs> In fact. If you have two more sentences in you, I'd like to hear more. Okay. I don't have. I, you know, I'm, he I'm ran out. I ran out. Yeah. I ran out of sentences. There's no. There's no words. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't. I, I can't as go as on. You're, as you're saying these yeah. things, you're wondering, like, okay, now I have to figure out a way to wrap this up or to tie this back into what Listen, we were talking there, about. Listen, there is a whole slew of nonverbal communication that goes on in this room. <laughs> And there was a, there was a moment where I started a sentence, and I was like, "Okay, he's not even." I don't, I don't even know if you're listening right now, Nate? Preston. Yeah, <laughs> I think you were like five sentences deep well, into he's your waiting. next story. Uh, Preston goes into the. Yeah. Preston goes into the. Okay, he kind of hunkers down. Okay, yeah. where are we going? And then I start to look past the camera here to, to look at you and yeah. see. How, <laughs> yeah, I don't even how, know if you do that. There's how a, there's committed a, you are to it. An audible exhale from you a lot of times, yeah, yeah. Steve. Where it's, it's just a. Okay, I'm like, okay, this is. A, I can either abandon now, or I can try. I don't. I didn't find that particularly that distracting. Or I could try to salvage this thing, and I tried to salvage it, and I'm like, oh, jeez. Have you ever thought of faking a heart attack? <laughs> 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 oh my god! Wait a minute, what's happening with Casey? <laughs> no, but Steve gets sympathy that way. <laughs> Funny you should say. I, oh, I think a story? If, I, if I ever get if I ever get carjacked <laughs> right, right. or or mugged on the street, I'm going to fake a heart attack because I figure they're not going to kill a guy who's already dying. May I suggest something else? <laughs> suggest to the oh robber a potential plot line for Curb Your Enthusiasm. There no, you then go. He'll kill yeah. me. And no, he'll leave. Shut up. He'll just leave. Okay, so months after slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars, Will Smith is slowly stepping back into the public life this time with his wife Jada Pinkett Smith by his side. The couple put on an, um, a united front in their first public outing together since the infamous award ceremony couple. in March, enjoying a lunch date over the weekend. So they went out to lunch. They went out to That's lunch. That's amazing that I couples know. can do that, that they can pull it together and go they out to lunch. Go to lunch. <laughs> you know, when they do these types of things, though, I do, Steve, maybe you have better insight into it than I do, but, like, sometimes I think they, they decide to do this, and then they have their PR person or whatever yes. alert the paparazzi yes. to make sure that they're yeah, there for the light. photos, yeah. you know, and then, then it becomes a story that Preston reads or whatever. Well, in, in the return to normalcy, and it's all part. None of this is, and like as Kathy has pointed out, you do your your um, your management of celebrities, Kathy. Right, yeah. None of this is by happenstance. Right. That whole thing about the apology and and the video that he did to yeah. Uh, all of this is timed out specifically, right? Including the lunch. Including right. the lunch. Yeah, I don't think, wife. though, Nick. I don't. A lot they of had some fatwa. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I don't think they have to call the paparazzi. I think uh, they know that the paparazzi is going to be there. They yeah. tip off the paparazzi. It's right. what they. It's what they do. Yeah. Think, yeah, they'll alert the ones that they like because yeah. every now and then they'll they'll find a pop a paparazzi guy a pap. Yeah, and uh, they'll be like, this guy takes good photos, or he's not an a hole when we drive home, or whatever. And so they'll give that guy a tip. 
Hey, or take a picture of us at, um, you know, whatever restaurant they're going to. Uh, Nick's headed out to lunch today. Yes. Just calling to let you know. <laughs> right. He's leaving at 1235. By the way, they were, outside, they were outside of one of Nick's favorite places. They were at Nobu in Malibu. Oh. Oh. So how was the food at Nobu? Oh, it was unbelievable. Yeah. They're one of the best meals I've ever had. Uh, and so they they walked, for it. They walked back to their car. <laughs> and in a video obtained by TMZ, uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air alum can be seen leaving the popular celebrity eatery first. God damn, that was a good chili dog. With <laughs> Pinkett Smith trailing behind and appearing to hold on to his belt loop. Sucking on a chili dog. Sucking on a chili God. dog. Would you care to suck on a chili dog? Uh, the Red Table Talk host mostly <laughs> kept her head down, but Smith chose to acknowledge the photographers throwing a wave and even a peace sign. You know what, though, Steve? Go. That's how they keep their Hollywood figures is they don't eat the chili dog. <laughs> they just they suck, suck on it. it. Yep, yep, exactly. They don't actually eat it. <laughs> when you're suck on losing it. calories for a movie. Yep. Uh, Coda actor Troy Kotsur's Jeep uh, with his Oscar inside was stolen over the weekend. Oh, man. While he was visiting his hometown of Mesa, Arizona. Police said in a statement that uh, Kotsur's Jeep was stolen Saturday and recovered later that night. Well, the, the Academy Awards presentation was a, a while ago. Why is the award still in his Jeep? Well, they said once Mr. Uh, Kotsur notified the Department of the Theft, officers began their investigation. And uh, through investigative techniques, they located the vehicle with two juvenile males inside. The juveniles admitted to stealing the Jeep and were charged with theft of means of transportation. They have not been identified because of their ages. The vehicle was returned with everything inside. So... Uh, he, of course, became the first deaf man to win an Oscar when he took home Best Supporting Actor honors in March for his role in CODA. Um, he apparently was uh, in Mesa to be honored for the win, so that is probably why he had it with him. He uh, He's great. He's sensational. The movie's sensational. If you want to talk about a like a, a touching, beautiful movie, it, it is that. Uh, I know you do, as I do, I ride around with all our radio awards in the back seat of my sure. car yeah. In, yeah. in a protective seat. Yeah, for any, yeah. for just such an occasion you might need. I have uh, a award. award. I have an award here. You know what, though? Officer, I know I was speeding, but check out my awards in the back seat. <laughs> the Oscar would actually make for a good, like, gear shifter on yeah. a Jeep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, probably. Who brought in an Oscar? We we had one in the studio one time. Was, was it an, an actor? You guys remember? Oh, mm. uh, no. I think they brought one in. Uh, the, the Academy? Oscar, the, yeah. Oh. Or, or something. They were giving it to Kathy. It was a special honor. That's right. <laughs> she won the Cecil B. DeMille Award. Right. <laughs> for that time she played a whore. Marissa remembers. I believe they brought in an Oscar just for us to like hold and pose with, but yeah. the same day Rob Zombie was in studio. Uh, okay. All right. Interesting. All right. Um, speaking of music uh, artists, as uh, Rob Zombie was brought up, Michelle Branch is setting herself free. The singer filed for divorce from her husband, Black Keys drummer Patrick Carney, on Friday. In the, excuse me, in the filing branch, cited irreconcilable differences as a reason for their split, and the documents state that the parties are no longer capable of resuming their marital relationship and living together as husband and wife. Now, Branch took this step to divorce her husband of three years, only one day after she announced their separation amid claims of his infidelity and her arrest following an alleged domestic dispute between them. So, so they got in a fight. she found out about the the cheating and uh, slapped his ass. Yeah. In the divorce papers, Branch also requested that she be named oh. primary residential parent of the pair's son, Reese James, and daughter, Willie Jacket, as well as asking that Carney receive a reasonable parenting time privileges while paying child support. I realized that when I was reading this article, and I just kind of did it back, you know, check on Michelle Branch, I like a number for songs. I don't, yeah. I can't 
ever re- This yeah. is the song I think of, and right. it's not her. This isn't her. But every time no. I see the name, I'm like, you, no. It, it's a little bit of this, little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Started with a kiss. Now we're on to that. And what's the other one? That was with um, Carlos Santana. You don't remember that? No, man. Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't know. That's the only one I really know off the top. I only of my remember head. when I have. <laughs> I'm doing the search. So anyhow, uh, she said in a statement at the time, following her tweeting and deleting accusations of Carney's cheating, uh, she wrote to say that I am totally devastated doesn't even come close to describing how I feel for myself. And for my family, the rug has been completely pulled from underneath me, and now I must figure out how to move forward with such small children. I ask for privacy and kindness. Uh, She was arrested on August 11th and booked for domestic assault. According to an arrest affidavit, police were called to the house around 2 a.m. for a domestic disturbance. Disturbance. Uh, Branch told police that she and her husband were arguing over marital issues and admitted to slapping him in the face one to two times. Uh, Carney did not have any visible injuries. Uh, she was released on a thousand dollars bond. Her court date has been set for November seventh. So yeah, trouble right there. You would, and these are people you would not figure would be in this kind of situation. You know, no. yeah. it's like when Paul Simon and Edie Brickell. Remember right. they had that whole thing. Right. Yeah, there was those two domestic thing going on there right. too. Yeah. yeah. Tom Holland is getting real about how social media affects his mental health. Uh, The actor posted a video to Instagram on Sunday sharing why he's decided to take a break from the platform. He said, I have to take a break from social media for my mental health because I find Instagram and Twitter to be overstimulating, to be overwhelming. He's right. Uh, He continued, I get caught up and I spiral when I read things about me online. And ultimately, it's very detrimental to my mental state. So I decided to take a step back and delete the app. The problem with social media is that it's so supportive mm-hmm. is that you get full of yourself, right? Uh, the actor said he returned to Instagram <laughs> briefly to share this update and to promote the app for uh, STEM4, which is a charity focused on mental health. Uh, so, yeah, good for him, man. Take a break. Yeah, uh, walk away from it. Be done with it if you want to. Right. And um, People have. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, the, you, you find a lot of liberation in uh, oh. X-Hamster. I've been taking a nice... A You've nice been off break. for a while, yeah? yeah. Yep, absolutely. Yo, ever heard of jerk meat? Uh, the best friend you can have is a jerk meat, correct? Uh, of course. Actress uh, Abby Jacobson appeared on the Today Show on Monday and talked about getting to know Maybelle Blair, a, 94, a 95-year-old former baseball player who helped inspire the 1992 film A League of Their Own. Now, Jacobson stars in the film's reboot series uh, for Amazon Prime. Rochelle and I watched the first episode. How is it? I liked it a lot. Okay, it yeah. got mixed reviews, and I, I like wanted to. I, I, I love the original movie. I wanted I, to see the series. I enjoyed the first episode. Okay, so it's uh, they're taking it in a different direction. She went to Conestoga High School. Oh no way! Same as me. Yeah, oh. yeah. She's the girl I was telling you about Preston last week. She has a relationship with Dallin, who is uh, David Wasikinen's wife. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And so Abby was in uh, uh, has been in a lot of different things over the years. And we had her on one time. She once went on, uh, once went on a date with my brother and didn't remember that whatsoever. Well, she's the lead on this show. Yeah. She's a great. Um, I went to the same school as Nick McElwain. No, no, no. Abby Abby was born in 84. (laughs) Now, this woman, Maybelle Blair, played for the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League, and Jacobson said she initially came on to consult about what it was like to be on the league, uh, what it was like to play baseball and softball at the time. In doing so, we really got to know her. Uh, She said she had not been publicly out and talked about how in that league a lot of women were queer, and it was a very sort of hidden part of that experience. 
Uh, the 95-year-old made the decision to come out publicly during a panel discussion at the show's Tribeca Film Festival premiere. So she came out at yeah. 95. Yeah. Dear God, she had to wait that long. <clears throat> uh, she, uh, Jacobson said... Uh, it made me feel that the show is telling those stories and it can impact people uh, that haven't seen themselves. And for someone who is 95 to finally come out is simultaneously incredible for her to be finally who she is, but also, I think, pretty heartbreaking that it took 95 years for her to be who she is. Didn't that happen with Clive Davis? Yeah. Yeah. He came out like 84, yeah. 85. Yeah, late in life. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. You thought you were going to get away from it, but. No! Yes. Kim Kardashian. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> And Northwest, we're headed into the gender sphere, by the way. The, uh, Just make sure you go to the airlock, because you get sucked right out into space. Uh, so Come to think of it. Kim and Northwest have taken their mother-daughter outings to New Heights on Sunday. Oh, no. Uh, the Kardashian star posted a video compilation of her and North ziplining together. Come on. Through a forest. That can't have looked comfortable or... To her, yes. Like... It's on her social media. Well, she stayed in position, and they moved the mountains yeah, past yeah, her. Right. Yeah. That's what I would think. It says here that she posted it. Now I don't know. Maybe it was in her stories. On which one she did it? But uh, I'm tired of the stories thing. In uh, in one part of the montage, uh, North says, "That's my mom." As Kim glides through the air. That's right, baby doll. So they're doing stuff that we do. You having fun, sweetie pie? They're going ziplining. Oh wait, come on. She's wakeboarding it. <laughs> No. It like, she is, but I mean, it looks like it could be fake, Steve. Like it, there, right. there's a fake way. Well, she's holding on to the tow line. Well, she's yeah, holding, yeah, it's still hard. Yeah. All right, and then one last story. Not hard. Uh, turns out that Millie Bobby Brown is staying true to her Stranger Things roots in her choice of college. According to a new interview with Allure magazine, Brown is uh, an online college student at Purdue University. Uh, Brown is studying human services, where you learn about the system and how to help young people. She said. Uh, Purdue's human services program is designed to provide students with basic knowledge in human development and family studies skills for working with people in service agencies and program evaluation skills. Now, there are many Indiana references throughout the show, yeah, including some to Purdue and other Indiana universities. Uh, the In season three, a Purdue shirt that appeared in an episode of the show took the Internet by storm and eventually became available online. And in season four, Nancy Wheeler and Robin Buckley played... Uh, by uh, Natalia Dyer and Maya Hawk pre- pretended to be students at another Indiana school, the University of Notre Dame, in order to gain entrance to an asylum. I'm always amazed when these um, celebrities in general, and it's happened over the years, like Jodie Foster yeah. went and got her full degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rivers Cuomo attended Harvard. and Emma you know, Watson. Like, and, after, yeah. like after you have really pretty staggering success, yeah. Yeah. but you go back to school to get that degree. So yeah. um, She's only 18, by the yeah. way. Uh, are all the Purdue's... Uh, Intertwined, like are they all like Frank or, Purdue, like, like Frank Purdue, Purdue University, <laughs> Purdue Pharma, spelled differently. They are. Yeah, yeah Frank okay. Purdue is a P E R D U E, the chicken. Then I just enrolled in school for no reason. <laughs> you thought it was? I thought it was chickens. You thought it was chicken based? Uh-huh. Yes. I'm sorry, Gene. And now it's knowledge based, and what good is that? We will uh, we will rejoin Gene Simmons and music news later on this morning. <laughs> but in the meantime, we have some clips to play for you. Learn to Swim is a contemporary jazz romance that captures the resilience of the human spirit. And here, Thomas Anthony uh, Olajide huh? 
describes his appreciation for the movie depicting unique aspects of his country. Here we go. It's been really wonderful. I mean, uh, it seems to have really connected with people, particularly seeing the uh, the musical element uh, of the, of the film, as well as the uh, as well as being able to to show an aspect of Toronto that that's rarely seen in film. So I feel like people have really appreciated those aspects of it, and in, in hmm. for sure. I don't. I don't want. I don't think I want to see it. Learn to swim is in select theaters and on Netflix now. <laughs> Here's our next clip to play. Pretty Little Liars, Original Sin, reworks the central mysteries of the first series with an all-out horror romp. And in this clip, Michael Mays mm. illustrates the eerie crime introduced in this reboot. Here we go. Imogen and Tabby are um, on a full-stream investigation to try and find the connection of the tragic events that are in their current lives and the tragic events 20 years ago in their mother's lives. Um, my character had a relationship with Angela Waters, um, who is the current prime person that they are trying to find information about. How scared. The Pretty Little Liars Original Sin Season 1 finale is released on HBO Max Thursday. As long as HBO Max sticks around. Yep. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the entertainment report for you this morning. We got some stuff going on, folks. If you watch the show Trying on Apple TV+, Plus, you want to stick around because in the 9 o'clock hour, we'll have the two stars, Esther Smith and Rafe Spall, who are stopping by. Steve, you watched the first season last night. I watched the, yes, yeah, seven, eight episodes, so very easy to do, half-hour episodes. Okay. Very lasso-esque, and I mean that in the best feel-good way. Oh. Uh, I uh, It immediately got me, so I'm hooked. And I, I need a feel-good show. Yeah. So I've got to start watching this. But they're coming in today, which is really, really cool. So we're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Hang out for a bit, won't you? On this Tuesday, we'll return shortly. What's new? Why do you ask? Ozzy Osbourne. Coheed in Cambria. Or do you want me to lie? Eva under fire. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WNMR. I have a, uh, I'm getting a uh, CT scan of my heart later on today. It's just a standard thing. Dr. Mike is ordering for regular checkup to see how the old ticker's doing. No, it's going to check like plaque and stuff like that, I assume. So I can't have any caffeine this <gasps> morning. And I have not realized <laughs> until today what a what a slave <laughs> I am to coffee because I am dude I am dragging ass big time today. yeah and it's that now I did have a couple of cocktails last night okay I stayed up a little later because I had played a really good round of golf yesterday I was kind of pseudo celebrating could you have booze this morning that is a very good question <laughs> and one that I have not considered probably not Let probably me look not into that probably okay. no stimulants no depressants. So, uh, Steve had said earlier, jokingly, uh, that um, it's like the Amish. Right. Or something along those lines. Right. You're wondering if the Amish could have coffee or not. Well, we're, we're, we're joking about saying about that, you know, they do they have cocaine or things of that nature? And, yes. And, and, but, but the standard coffee, because, you know, you think of Mormons and they, they right. for the longest time, did not. Yep. But it seemed to me, I remembered in the movie Witness, 
them having big kettles of coffee. And you are correct. They do drink coffee. Nick pulled up a, a, a uh, an article that was titled, Start Your Day on the Right Foot with Some Simple Amish Traditions. I, listen, I, so, I love Amish and Mennonite uh, food traditions, so I'm, I'm into this. Do uh, they drink, I mean, if they made their own like wine and stuff like that? That's a good question. Huh. Well, we know Rumspringa, they go to town, yeah. but I don't know about when they're outside of that or not. Right. But anyhow, uh, Taste of Home uh, has an idea for you to have an Amish-style family breakfast. We should do this. Would you like to hear about it? Yes, please. Okay. (laughs) Number one, it says, plan a family breakfast. Yeah. Amish families eat breakfast together every day, something that isn't a priority in many homes. In fact, sometimes we don't eat breakfast at all. Could you imagine the nightmare of sitting down with your whole family every morning for (laughs) breakfast? The nightmare. (laughs) I mean, just pulling that together. Making the effort to plan and host a morning meal for the whole family is a lot of work, but it's a wonderful start to any day. Uh, get up early to host one during the school week. Are you going to host your radio show, Daddy? Sleep in a little so you can have Saturday brunch together. Or, like the Amish, share a meal with friends and community after Sunday service. That's nice. So it says, uh, be an early bird. It's pretty common for Amish people to rise as early as 4 a.m. Ah, uh, they're sleeping in. While waking up uh, long before sunrise might sound like torture to most of us, those extra hours are ideal for prep. So now, should we have breakfast at 4 a.m. with Absolutely. the family? Absolutely. We should have a big table in here where we have breakfast when we come in. Yeah. It says if you're if you're making a big breakfast, you're going to need to start early. Good thing the Amish drink coffee is what yes. it says. Oh, excellent. All right. The uh, only issue I have with that is like uh, the cleanup afterwards. You know, like nah. I'd rather just be, you know, and that's why like having like a nice simple breakfast where you just either throw the wrapper away or, you know, throw the, the bowl of cereal in the... In the sink, and then you just go on about your day is way better than having to like scrub pots and pans and stuff. I, I think that this is saying not to do that every day, but right. this is to go ahead and have a have a big family breakfast. Really good power bar this morning, <laughs> Mom. <laughs> Jebediah, you've hardly finished your Metrex bar. <laughs> Uh, to save precious morning hours, Amish women often fry cornmeal mush at night. Uh, you do saying, that, Kathy. The saying you should make some dishes <laughs> well, ahead of time. That might I, I try other things and it just ends up to be my cornmeal yeah. mush. So <laughs> she was she was making French toast. <laughs> fun. And somehow it became corn, corn mush. Mi- cornmeal mush. <laughs> That's my specialty. Uh, it says Amish women often uh, fry cornmeal mush at night to eat for breakfast the next morning. If that doesn't sound like your cup of tea, try our overnight oatmeal recipe. It uses the same time saving smarts and it has its recipe. I love oatmeal. Is there anything that stands out to you in that recipe? That's I pretty- deleted it before okay. I yeah, printed this. Overnight. So. Anything that takes overnight, uh, no thank you. All right, so what's cornmeal mush? It can be anything. Pancakes. It's how you get the corn to move in the Iditarod. Uh, what are you talking about? Not French toast. <laughs> because oh, from, Steve is that said like a hush anything puppy? I make will turn into anything. Mush. She call, her coffee will turn to corn. Uh, it's kind of like a, a polenta case. Ah, I love polenta. Uh, so it says use your leftovers. Uh, the Amish are experts at repurposing things, including leftovers. When you don't have a refrigerator to keep leftovers fresh, you have to get creative. I never thought about that. They don't have they don't have a refrigerator. No, that sock was delicious, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say sock? <laughs> Use last night's dinner in today's breakfast by stuffing extra meat into omelets, turning potatoes into hash browns, and making fruit into salad. Quick question. So on 
uh, overall, and I, I I don't know why you know this, but maybe someone does. Is there? Do they not even have things like ice boxes or? Yeah, they have weasels keeping right. stuff cold. I mean, there's right? no way that they're operating completely. I don't think they, without they, refrigeration. They don't live in the Stone Ages, you right. know. Like they they've adopted some. I know certain, they they've embraced the Tesla. They have <laughs> because it's electric. <laughs> Right. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, they are electric they, horse. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know. Gas like, powered, these gas powered, no, these gas powered oh. fridges. They have gas powered fridges. Powered fridges? Yeah, right. like it says are commonplace within most Amish communities. Okay. There you go. So why it's, are they allowed it's, to it's, use gas and not electricity? Because it's stupid. Okay. I don't know. Somebody look up why the Amish aren't supposed to use, don't use electricity, please. You know, it's funny, though, Preston. We are geographically so close, and yes. I love going out to the Amish country. I love going out to that area. Mm-hmm. And for all the years that we've been here in proximity, there's not, besides the rum spring and stuff and all that, that we really know about the day-to-day. Here's a pretty know? good answer. Do the Amish use electricity? It's not that they aren't allowed to use electricity. It's that they believe too much reliance on electricity or access to public power grids will tie them too closely to the rest of the world and uh, hurt their preserved culture. Okay. So they will. They'll huh. use electricity. They'll right. use. They'll have uh, you know ways to connect to modern society. They just don't want to rely on it too don't much. Don't they have their own version of the Hedron Collider? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's horses pulling buggies. Yeah. They use a shotgun. <laughs> it's a little slower. You think uh, any Amish collided yet? Any any Amish <laughs> collided in about a month? <laughs> Do any Amish listen to the show? No, I was going to say <laughs> no. any Amish children ever play Operation? Uh, that's a game that uses batteries, right? <laughs> I think Electricity. That's, that's, that's depicted in the sequel to Witness. <laughs> Witness. Two? Witness to Operation. <laughs> Can't touch the prongs to the side of his liver. <laughs> <laughs> His nose is red. His nose is lighting up. I've killed the patient. All right, so do they use batteries? Do they use batteries? Well, he's saying they're using, they can use, yes, batteries would probably be more enticing because that's less of a connection to the power grid. Yes, many, many Amish use batteries, propane gas, compressed air pressure. Various generators, hydraulic pumps, and nuclear. So they use batteries. There must be an operation game in every household. There's got to be. In Lancaster counties, for all we know. Let's have some coffee soup and play operation. Let's move on. All right. It says here, add salt to the oatmeal. You know we're talking about food here, right? Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. About Amish breakfast. So you can't go wrong with a bowl of traditional Amish oatmeal, which is filling and flavorful. To me, that sounds almost like grits. When you're making the recipe, however, keep in mind this old secret to bring out the flavor in rolled oats. Salt the water. Even though it might seem trivial, this tip will make your hearty breakfast even more delicious. Mm. Uh, this also says, let the kids help. If your if your kids aren't out uh, collecting eggs, or I milk- remember if you get underfoot, I'll beat you within an inch of your life. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> the kids. Got to trade them, raise them right, Kathy. Uh, if your kids aren't out collecting eggs or milking cows, to go to Dutch Wonderland. They're free to lend a hand, right? So if you don't need any help with the actual cooking, they could still bring you ingredients, set the table, or rinse the dishes. Everything's easier with helping hands. Thanks he said. for the tip. Uh-huh. Uh, these are just tips on how to have an Amish breakfast. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, my kid would be like, what? I have to go get something? I was watching, Kathy, the, the Brady Bunch, the original series, and they, on uh, the notion of the entire family, and they did, it, at least depicted in the show, sitting down to breakfast before school and work. Yeah. I, I mean, that that 
happened when I was maybe nine, you know, or eight, and my dad wasn't sitting down. It was my brother and I and, and my mom, and that was it. But, I mean, to get a whole platoon of people to sit down and have a breakfast like that, insane. You know what I think? The only thing you think about uh, for breakfast, Jace loves uh, waffles and pancakes and things that come with syrup. So all I think about mm-hmm. is the cat trying to get to it, stepping in the syrup, <laughs> and then tracking it across the floor. That's See, what they I had Alice, by the way. They had a, a They had a live-in helper. Yeah, yeah. That, that's how they pulled it off. That made it way easier. By the way, you, you remember how the movie Pleasantville and yeah. other mo- uh, movies have poked fun at what the uh, the old school 1950s <clears throat> breakfast sure. were, like right. how unhealthy it was and all right, that stuff. Yeah. So we went out for brunch over the weekend, and um, I'm looking at what my uh, what Caroline had ordered for breakfast, and she got this Nutella French toast thing <laughs> that was massive <laughs> with this slathered with all this stuff and a big, you know, softball-sized thing of whipped cream in the middle of it. And I'm like, we still eat like crap. I mean, come on, man. (laughs) All right, sounds good, though. So this says, perk up your butter. The Amish add flavor and flair to every dish by spicing up their butter. Why go with the same old flavors when you can spread pancakes with cinnamon butter? Ooh. Toast with rosemary butter and omelets with red pepper spread. Wife, what did you put in this butter? Uh, copy. It's extraordinary. The idea at home by using these delicious butter recipes, and then they have those. So, All right, here's the main reason that uh, we went to this article, because the title of the article had something about soup in it. And this uh, this says, eat more soup. It says, you've heard of chicken, corn soup, and old-fashioned beef stew, so it should come as no surprise that the Amish love soup regardless of the season. In fact, they eat lots of things in soup form, even breakfast. A typical Amish breakfast includes coffee soup. Coffee soup. What? Yes. So is it literally a bowl full of coffee eaten as soup? This actually sounds pretty good. It's a bowl of creamed coffee served with freshly baked bread for dunking. Huh. I'd give that a I'd give that a run. I'd try that out. We run on coffee soup. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, it says, feast at breakfast. When there's a lot of work ahead, a good breakfast starts our day out strong. <laughs> Amish workers are rigorous, beginning early and ending late, which means folks need to stay energized throughout the day. They eat a large morning meal, <laughs> making hearty dishes like scrapple and waffles. I don't eat routinely in the day until around 1 or 2 o'clock. Uh, that's how long. You won't I'm... eat anything? No. That's I can't yeah. do that. Yeah. No way, dude. So I, I've I've I eat a banana in the car yeah. as soon as I as soon as I get in the car. I on used the way to, here. yeah. But now I, for some reason my my clock shifts better this way. Mm. So I eat in like an eight hour period. So I guess intermittent fasting wise. Yeah, and then immediately after the show, I have to have lunch like right yeah. away. And I'd see you don't ever eat. No, well, when I drive home though, I have to keep a can of Crisco in the car and I eat that. Okay. Smart. Uh, Amish families have a lighter lunch so they didn't, don't get drowsy in the afternoon. Could you imagine cons- feasting in the morning? Feasting. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be so tired. Uh, by the way, Nick uh, brought up this text says, uh, talking about Amish. Uh, says, yes, they do use batteries. They've been fitted, uh, fitting LED headlights and taillights to the buggies for the last decade or so. For Didn't know that. So, I'd love so, to hear that. So batteries are okay. Yeah. And cell phones Ooh. apparently are good too. I, I don't know if you guys have ever been to the um, farmers market in uh, in Wayne, or the Wayne Stratford area, or whatever. But there are Amish people who work there every day, and in order to communicate and get back and forth and bring in the supplies and stuff, they are on the internet. They they use cell phones, so I guess again, 
they've adapted some modern technologies. I don't know that when I went to the farms out there, I asked, um, we, I remember I asked one of the kids to take a photo. I was, I didn't, my friend did. I was looked at her like she was nuts. But anyway, he was like, no, no, I can't, I can't, I don't use that. Yeah, photos are still out for some reason. Like you're not well, allowed. No, it wasn't, it was a photo of us, not him. Of, or. She was asking is the actual to process use the of phone. Oh, if he would take if right. he would take it, he was like, no, 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 we don't use those. Well, uh, I looked this up too, Kath. Apparently there's. I can only do it if you're topless. <laughs> Well, that makes sense. That so doesn't then, sound like an Amish yeah, tradition. Yeah. <laughs> if uh, you ladies will remove your top comments, I will be able to photograph it. <laughs> As per the rules of our elders. <laughs> the elders say you can't only top? Really? Amish only fans. <clears throat> uh, there's the old order and the new order. And the new they order. They wrote Bizarre Love Triangle. <laughs> new, oh, yeah. new order did, yes. Yeah, it's really weird out there. Uh, new order a little more. You can tell me later, Nick. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Uh, like two people are listening to what I'm everyone. saying. It's fine. Uh, I wonder if it goes to that old thing you don't see here about you know that that steals your soul. Is that do you think oh, that's that? Well, that was if you take a picture of them. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. So, new order Amish prohibit alcohol and tobacco use. Seen in some older order groups, an important factor in the original division. Can you take pictures of tobacco if you're Amish? No, with your top off, be terrible. <laughs> um, hang on. Uh, Heather's had uh, coffee soup. Hi, Heather. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. What's up, Heather? So my grandfather, um, up until I was probably seven, fed me coffee soup in the morning. And my mom um, wasn't aware until I was about seven that he was doing this. But because he grew up in the Depression, she like they wasted nothing. So the heels of the bread mm-hmm. or stale bread was ripped up into little pieces, and my pop up would pour coffee over it with cream and sugar in it. And I'm loving that you're saying this because I have said before that I've had coffee soup, and people think I'm freaking crazy. I'm like, <laughs> no, it's a thing, and they're like, no, you were ghetto or something that your family did that. No, I've so, never heard of it until this morning. No, yeah, we're no. looking at, at a picture yeah, people of. People thought I was crazy, so it, yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm, as soon as you said, when you were talking about even having soup for breakfast, mm-hmm. I was like coffee soup, and then you said it. I'm like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of. We're looking at a picture of it, and it looks kind of. It looks kind of good, Heather. I mean, especially that if you can sweeten it. Uh, that would yeah. that'd be nice. So, and and is this something you would consider having again? Yeah, I hate coffee. <laughs> but there you go. So okay. that's a direct no. All right. Like, I I definitely remember loving this as a kid. It was a big deal, and and maybe for me it was more nostalgia too. Just like because my pop up was a railroader, so he right. was getting up really early, and it was like our thing to have for breakfast. Coffee, coffee um, soup. Well, coffee soup. I think I might yeah. want to. I think I want to try me some cooking. <laughs> Thanks, Heather. Try me some coffee soup. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind having yeah. that. I wouldn't mind trying that out. And see if it's. I don't know about the bread. The br- I think no, that sounds like, disgusting. Maybe donuts. What about like <laughs> you know? What about like challah bread or like would you make that could be good. So like with a, a banana French, bread. Kathy, you make French toast that turns into corn mush. <laughs> What's that really hard uh, sweet bread? Rocks. Uh, no. Really hard sweet bread. Yeah. I, I think of like an Italian uh, fare. <sighs> that freak. It's like a like a crescent crescent shape almost. Bisc- like a biscotti. biscotti. Maybe biscotti. Okay. Yeah. It's not bread though. Yeah, that's more like a cookie. Yeah. yeah. Like okay. But it eats like a meal. Yeah. Uh, but having that, well, that's great to dip in coffee. Most. Oh yes. Because oh I'm, yes. Dip anything in coffee, really. Anything. Yeah. A dead I mouse. I don't think so. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I, no, I stopped doing that. 
Because they're high in rabies? <laughs> I mean, you said you could dip anything in. Yes, you're right. You run the risk of getting <laughs> rabies. I got uh, it. Any more dead mice? <laughs> for my coffee? Mom, could you pass over Mom, the dead pass mice? A bucket of dead mice for uh, my coffee. Yeah. <laughs> but you got a little tail. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's that's easy. It's nature's yeah, tea bag. Right. Uh, it totally oh, makes sense. Uh, nature's tea bag and tampon. I can see, I can see the allure. And, Mother, yeah. you need, I'm going to the store. You need more dead mice for your <laughs> menses? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. Anyway, uh, hang on. We got a number of people got calling. A lot of Amish info here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see. I'm going to go to Patrick. Hey, Patrick, good morning. Hey, how you guys doing today? Good. What's up, Patrick? Nothing much. Uh, sorry to bother you at work, but pretty cool technological advance um, at a hardware store that I go to. So the Amish, to communicate in between... Uh, back and forth between the people in the back stocking things, mm-hmm. like screws and nuts and bolts and all that, to the people in the front. They actually use, like, metal piping to kind of be like a two-way system of talking. So, okay. so this is like they used to do on, 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 on ships. ships. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That, well, that, that, that completely works. That makes, that makes sense. Uh, and, and this is something that they, you've seen them use and use with great effect? Yeah. No, they do it really well. So they, they'll start speaking to you in English, actually. At the very front, so my dad has gone in there many times. He said, like, I need 20-inch screws. And then all of a sudden, the guy at the front talking in Dutch into this pipe to the guy in the back. So the pipe translates and, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the pipe basically translates it, yeah. If you're talking to the pipe and you hear it click, does that mean you have pipe waiting? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, that's that Steve, is an old story. Their FaceTime is a series of mirrors that are set up <laughs> right, throughout right, right, the store. <laughs> <laughs> They're all at I'm angles. Switch to FaceTime. Stand in front of the mirror. <laughs> I wait a second. There's another pipe coming in. <laughs> <laughs> and then ringing would be somebody right. banging on the pipe. Bang, ding, ding, ding. No, ding. it's it's spam, and spam comes through the pipe. Okay, actual spam. Actual, the, the, the meat. <laughs> no, nah, it wasn't important. It was just a spam call. It was actually spam. <laughs> Got something for breakfast now. Yeah, I had to put in my coffee soup. Yeah, ran uh, out of ice. Speaking. <laughs> Speaking of coffee soup, I'm going to Joe. <laughs> Joe, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning, yet, buddy. What's up? Listen, my uh, fam- my parents wouldn't allow us cereal because they thought it was just all so full of sugar. And I'm going back a number of years. So they would prepare your coffee any way you liked it with the milk. Mm-hmm. And we just poured it over the bread. It is absolutely delicious. So coffee soup. <laughs> and, and Joe, would you add sugar to it? Yeah, you could add sugar to your coffee. Okay. And so the, obviously if the coffee is sweet and you're pouring it on the bread, you have it, – it's kind of a – like, is it is it sort of – Oatmealish in texture once you get it done. The problem is you got to eat it kind of quick because then it gets really mushy. Yeah, no, I hear that. But, but wait a minute, but, your, your parents didn't want you eating sugary cereal. Yet you had sugar-loaded coffee soup. Eat your no, coffee no, no, soup no. and smoke your cigarettes. Just a couple of spoons. That's it. Oh, it but, still seems kind of weird though if you're if you're trying to be healthy and you're you're having your kids. Yeah. All right, <laughs> thanks, Joe. By the way, when I was a kid and, and we would have. Uh, uh, cereal. We always added sugar to oh. our already sugar cereal. Oh, really? yeah. oh yeah. Oh. Frosted flakes. Add some sugar to. The- <laughs> <laughs> you know what the frosting is on the flakes? Yeah. It's sugar. sugar. 
That's crazy. Were you a frosted mini wheats guy? Yeah, I love frosted mini wheats. Yep. I'm so glad they invented the mini wheats because the original frosted wheats were just gigantic. Too much wheat. Yeah, it was like three of them fit in a bowl. (laughs) Yeah, there's a scene in Ted Lasso (laughs) where he throws. It's just a gigantic. What is that thing it's called? Like a Weetabix or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's just one gigantic thing. <laughs> I'm having a piece of cereal. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. Hang on. More about coffee soup. Uh, it is Mike that we're going to. Hey, Mike, good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Hey, Thank you, Mike. What's yeah. up, buddy? Hi, Mike. Hey, so I have a... Um, my grandfather also makes coffee soup. He calls it Supa. Supa. Uh, Italian. Straight out of the... Straight out of the hills uh, during World War II, I guess they were making it. Okay. And I was over at his house, no lie, the other day, and he was eating it. And it was gross. He took two <laughs> two full things of sliced bread. Well, not full slices, but like one, maybe one or two slices, put it in a bowl, and dumped almost an entire coffee pot onto this uh, these two slices of bread. So, Mike, are you saying that this has sort of an Italian origin to it as well is that was it uh, you, your grandfather maybe it's, a, maybe it's a rough time type of type of meal okay like a depression yeah. sort of thing yeah you're just trying to right get something out of what you have uh which you know what now when you describe it that way mike it sounds pretty gross like i was thinking more you just kind of dip bread in it and yeah. eat the bread that way but if you're throwing slices of bread in there and then you're pouring coffee on top of it mm. and it just turns into this mush i still would try it that's kind of sounds kind of nasty but I'd try i was it. uh i was on the other side of the table gagging with the <laughs> wow that'll ruin a meal all right Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, never never heard of coffee soup. Apparently, it's an Amish type of thing. Wow. Interesting. All right. Well, nonetheless, I have to stay. I have to abstain from any uh, caffeine. It sucks, dude. I'm having, I am dragging. I'm having a hard time with this. What time's your scan? Not till 1 o'clock today. Oh, so, but I'm having some Java right after. Right after. Because then I go right over to the dentist's office right after that. You so do. a lovely day today. Back to back? Yeah. Oh, you poor bastard. But I need to do it. I All just right. don't want to get it. You pull the trigger. Want to get it done? Get it out of the way. Yeah, man. So, but that's that's a rough day. Yeah, whatever. It'll be. I'll load up on coffee soon. <laughs> yeah, as, soon yeah, as, yeah. as soon as I get the first one done. All right, listen. Let's take a break because we got some bizarre file stories to cover. We have some guests that are stopping by today. Yeah. Uh, the show on Apple TV Plus is called Trying, and we're going to have the two stars, Esther Smith and Rafe Spall, who are stopping by today, which is uh, great. So we're looking forward to that. We'll come back in just a moment. Stay with us. B file stories on the way, right around the corner. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right, and this month's artist is Road Killer. Road Killer, your Local Shots Artist of the Month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, Local Shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks, Philly. All right, let's do this beat file thing right now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Red Robin. Choose any style Red Robin Tavern double burger with bottomless fries and drink for just 10 bucks. Dine in only at participating locations in PA. Red Robin. Yum. All right, so a man and two women were arrested by deputies after they allegedly beat a man 
forced him to dance in a dress, and then robbed him of $3,000. Betsy Ann de Jesus and Blanca Medina face charges of kidnapping, inflicting bodily harm, robbery with a firearm, and uh, Noah Navarro faces an aggravated aggravated assault charge and kidnapping charge. Hmm. Deputies are called after the victim arrived at the hospital with severe facial swelling. He was so badly beaten that he had to be flown to another hospital for Jeez. treatment. He told authorities... He was driven around for about 20 to 30 minutes in a tan-colored SUV before they stopped at an unknown house. Inside the home, he was pistol-whipped, and a woman cut his face with a knife, he said. And then he was forced to wear a woman's dress and made to dance all while filming it. The hell? He was then dropped off on the side of the road near a church. Uh, He was going to be beaten again, he told authorities, but he fled on foot. He was able to escape because the suspects fled when a vehicle was driving in their direction. Uh, the sheriff's office was contacted by an anonymous source who said someone had released the video of the beating to the public. 37-year-old D. Jesus paid $300 to facilitate the crime and was responsible for recording it. I don't know why. So you're, you're I, just for kicks to make I, him dance? Do not Dance know. for me. Uh, she told authorities she had dated the victim for four months, but he left their shared home together about three weeks ago. De Jesus accused him of uh, stealing her money. She later recanted the statement. Navarro told authorities he was not involved in the beating of the man, but that the woman took the victim to his home while he gave the man the dress to wear. Medina was accused of participating in the beating. She declined to speak with authorities, and they were all held in a jail center where they do remain. Did they mention what kind of dance it was? Was it interpretive? Was it jazz tap? No, there was no word on exactly what type of dance. I'm just curious how you would choreograph a dance associated with the kidnapping. Yeah, I don't know. A bank robber who apparently has no knowledge of physics nearly died when the tunnel he was digging into a Rome bank basement collapsed near the Vatican. The robber's accomplices who escaped the tunnel alerted police when the ringleader didn't surface after dirt came crashing down (laughs) midway through the dig. Gotta know your tunnels. Firefighters spent eight hours working to free the man by digging a parallel tunnel. Would-be thief could be heard crying for help. He said, I beg you, get me out. So was the Pope like hearing a guy whimpering? They uh, dropped uh, liquid food and oxygen to him. After eight hours, the man was uh, freed as the crowd that had gathered cheered. Uh, the man and hey! his accomplices. <laughs> I am an idiot, yes? Who all had uh, previous robbery convictions face new charges. Uh, police said they had been digging the tunnel with the intent to break into the bank wall. Uh, when uh, on August fifteenth, when the city is largely deserted because of a holiday. Good news, your bank is impenetrable. A Florida woman this year has made more than eleven thousand harassing phone calls to a police emergency communication center. According to cops, who say the defendant admitted that she loves playing this game. It's starting to get excessive. Carla Jefferson was busted Monday evening on a misdemeanor charge of placing a torrent of phone calls to the St. Petersburg Police Department and the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office. A criminal complaint alleges that Jefferson, during a single 24-hour period last month, called the police department's emergency communication center 512 times. Yep. Just what possesses people? Uh, Jefferson, investigators say, harasses, belittles, swears at, argues with police employees who answer her calls. The content of the calls are vulgar, threatening, or obscene and contain extreme expletives, sexual innuendo, and belittling marks to the communication staff. You know what I think? I think she actually likes the police and she's lonely. On some occasions, she has demanded that officers come to her residence and arrest her. And upon arrival, uh, she retreats inside, refuses to answer the door, 
and has in the past given officers the middle finger and screams at them through the windows. In a bid to get her to cease calling, police said this year they sent a certified letter informing her that uh, further abuse of the non-emergency line would result in criminal charges. Uh, Jefferson, who dialed police from two separate numbers, allegedly ignored the warning, prompting cops to arrest her in late June on a pair of misdemeanor counts. Yeah, how many times do you have to call before they come after you? Apparently 11,000. 11,000? A San Francisco store owner is detailing what happened when a man with a homemade gun shot him after he didn't win the lottery. Come on. Uh, Hisham Abu said I lost. that the incident happened just after he opened his store. Abu said that the man came in with a lottery ticket and became angry when he was told it wasn't a winner. Uh, Abu said, he told me, you sold a fake ticket. And he had a balloon in his hand with a pin from the front. And he had a piece of wood almost one foot long. He said he hit the balloon with the piece of wood... And the bullet goes out, and it hit my shoulder. Somehow or another, this is a gun contraption that he had. With a balloon attached to it? I don't understand. Abu said he didn't realize that he was shot until someone else told him. Uh, The suspect is in custody. and Abu bastard shot me in the ass. That he hopes that he'll stay there so he doesn't hurt anyone else. You know those lottery tickets don't come with guarantees. (laughs) They they do not, apparently. And a Texas Child Protective Services employee lost her job. After allegedly telling a 14-year-old girl that um, she should become a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keisha, Have you considered becoming a hooker? Uh, Keisha Basley, a Texas mother of nine who turned to CPS to help with her 14-year-old daughter, uh, said that her child was running away and causing trouble at school, prompting her to call in family services. Uh, Basley said, my daughter told me that the worker had been telling her she should do these things, so she said she decided to video her. Listen, C- my 11-year-old son would love to be your pimp. They said CPS is housing the girl at a hotel, just like dozens of other foster kids. Uh, the video allegedly shows an exchange between the teen and the worker who reportedly tells the girl to be a prostitute. Uh, attorney, You can Mike, be whatever you want to be. Mike Schneider said... Be a prostitute. Uh, and giving her an incentive to do so, and almost a threat of not having her needs being met if she didn't uh, didn't do what this woman very explicitly told her, told her to do. Uh, so a complaint has been filed. The person has been fired, and they are looking into why this happened to make um, sure it doesn't happen. Why did you suggest she became a prostitute? Mm. And that is the bizarre file for now, my friend. Let's take a break. Come back in just a moment or two. Hang out with us because we got some guests. We got some stuff to talk about, and it shall continue when we get back. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. Football is back, and this Eagles season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2023 Eagles season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopinandWin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Over the weekend, uh, I had a uh, very rare opportunity, a very privileged opportunity. Yes. Uh, Very magical. Involves a game of golf, and uh, it's... uh, So a lot of people, most people don't realize that we have in our very close proximity 
want many to be considered um, the greatest golf course in the world. Um, cause it's this hidden spot in, uh, south, uh, southeastern, southwestern, I'm sorry, yeah, southwestern New Jersey. It's the coffee. I will it's tell there, you, no, I'll no, tell no, you no. this. I had no idea. I know, I knew that we had some very, um, exemplary courses yes. in the area. I didn't realize that this particular one was held, held in such high regard. Yeah. As the greatest golf course in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a pretty big uh-huh. title. And it's called Pine Valley. Uh, it's in New Jersey, and uh, it's also it the is. setting for all my children. For those of you who watched that, wow, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people that, know that. Is that about golf that time? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, most of the time they're on the golf course. So I got the rare opportunity to play the golf course uh, over the weekend, and uh, it was uh, by invitation. That's how you get the opportunity. A member has to play with you. You've been waiting for a while for this long, long time. Yeah, and uh, and it finally happened over the weekend, and in fact. Yeah, it, it's uh, through my benefactor is a gentleman by the name of uh, Bill Jeremiah, who's a friend, uh, a golf buddy, and uh, he's uh, uh, an amazing uh, golfer himself. He's a former pro. In fact, he was the pro at Pine Valley. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. He's the one who introduced you to coffee soup. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't know that Bill Jeremiah's uh, one of his favorite things is, is coffee, coffee soup. soup. Yeah. So he is the one who finally, um, yeah. and you were you were not completely subtle in dropping your hints about wanting to get in there. Who <laughs> called him out on yeah, the air. Right. But the thing is, so it's it's a big deal. Like like the planning of something like that, uh, like even he only gets so many rounds a year there. Right. And so he needs to pick and choose who oh, really? is going to be with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so uh, he, he decided uh, to kindly invite me and uh, and two other people to go along who had never played there as well. Huh. One of them, uh, a young lady by the name of Riley Heflin, and she goes to Duke University. She's from this area, um, and she just came in second place in the Pennsylvania State Women's Championship. Wow! wow. Okay. So she's like, you know, she's she's striving to be a professional golfer, a a uh, an LPGA touring professional golfer. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, so, needless to say, she plays like nobody's business, right? So everyone's um, serious uh, on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and her her her, uh, her dad Rob was along, and and we actually have a connection to Rob uh, because he used to work for Sam Adams back oh, in the day. Okay, yeah, and uh, and so he would come by Y one hundred, and and yeah. So anyhow, uh, so I got to play with this great group of people uh, over the weekend, and it's so funny because. I've I've walked up to this opportunity before in my life and it's fallen apart. So <laughs> these are the kind of things in life that you 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 hope you get a shot at, and then once yeah. you get it, you kind of get nervous too. Oh my god! Because so, this is what you've been waiting for. Leading up to it, the the like days before, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do any strenuous activity. Uh-huh. He's I, not kidding. I'm not going to harm myself. I'm not going to uh, you know do anything that puts me in harm's way right. to, to make this uh, <clears throat> dream crumble. And even so, it went down to the point, like, earlier that week, I'd accidentally, I, like, sliced the tip of my thumb off just a little bit. I was cutting a lime for a, right. for a Corona. Uh, and I'm like, you <laughs> dumbass. But it, it ended up, it healed, so I was okay. And then, the the morning of, when I'm driving out to meet them, I'm like, okay, you know, like, something could happen between now and then. I could get in a car accident. There could be yeah. massive traffic pileup, and I can't get there. So I'm watching the the uh, my Waze app, and sure. as I'm getting closer and closer, eventually I'm like, okay, if I can get within three miles, <laughs> then I think I'm definitely going to be playing today. Why didn't you wow. contact Pierre and have him have him take, take me over you. there? Yeah, I would have so, made sure I got there early. You were really. 
uh, pessimistic about this whole thing. Yeah, I thought apart. something was going to happen. I yeah. thought the I thought there was going to be a monsoon. I thought I was going to break <laughs> my leg. I thought it was going to be a car accident, or something was going to stop me from being able to play. <laughs> <Have> it, <laughs> Listen, anyone who's ever, think of the the band you've always wanted to see, the concert, the trip, the bucket list thing you've always wanted to do, yeah. and how that comes. The joy also comes with a massive amount of angst and anxiety about having it live up to what you want, yes. having you not screw up and make it not what you want. So all the stuff's in play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so anybody who's ever had those those big moments, and that could even be like, you know, even a wedding. This doesn't like matter. Yeah, yeah, it's all the same. A, a big event. Yeah. And, and, uh, and you're leading up to it and just hoping things don't go wrong. Uh, well, it ended up being a perfect weather day. Clear blue skies, comfortable. We had finally gotten it past that heat wave. It was yeah. absolutely I, wonderful. We're watching your video. I cannot believe this This is gorgeous. Yeah. And um, it's within, what, 20 minutes of here? Yeah, yeah. Wow, it's amazing, and so and it's hidden. It's by Clementon Park, is where it's near. It's just it's where the soap opera takes place. It's yeah. in the woods. And yeah. You, you, you guys can't, know all my children. You don't see it, but anyhow, um, it ended up being absolutely a perfect day for golf, and and everything went off without a hitch for me to get there and all that. Uh, but um, one thing that that did suck though is halfway through the round, I got I got a migraine headache. <gasps> yeah, yeah, uh, of course. So I played the back nine with a with a pounding headache. But did you grab yourself? No. Oh, okay. No, I did not crap myself. <laughs> I could have been worse. Oh, I guess. Well, that was okay. Guys, I'm sorry if you smell something. I've pooped my my shorts. <laughs> Is that bad? Uh, yeah. Bad bad uh, cricket here. For... Uh, but it's um, yeah. It was it was a pretty amazing day. Uh, I ended up uh, uh, with with like I said, a great group of people, and you know we had lunch ahead of time, so I got to the the tour of the of of the. Um, the clubhouse and and the history behind it and all that stuff. Why so, is it so exclusive? Like what? Like how do they create that? Or what is it, the reason yeah. behind it? Well, there's a guy named Crump is is the guy who created the the golf course. It was his idea, and he um he like he was a hotelier or uh, uh, yeah hotelier. He was a hotel. No, no, he oh. owned a hotel. Okay. He ended up selling his hotel to to build this golf course because it was his dream. It's just <laughs> what he wanted to do, and he had this. Kathy, it's mainly the layout of it and the way it's maintained, oh, yeah? and it's it's also, mind you, it's one of the most difficult courses to play. Yeah, um, we're, um, we're looking at some of the video. I I find it hard to ascertain the flow uh, or to divine the flow of a course just in general, even basic courses. I can't figure out what the hell any of this is or yeah. how you would know what hole to play next. Yeah, look at it. Look at the the, the sand, the trees. All I would roll around on the grass. Extremely challenging. So it was, uh, and what makes it so exclusive? I, I guess, number one, the, the condition of the course uh, and then what the members decide to do with that and, and uh, you know, uh, as far as uh, requirements of joining a club and things like that, there there are a whole lot of lot of lot of things and so, right. sometimes nonsense that goes into creating a, a country club and and its exclusivity and all this stuff. I mean, there's some other really famous ones like Cypress Point that is extremely exclusive and so on. But anyhow, this happens to be one of those. And it's again, it blows my mind that this is this close. This is yeah. I, I, it really, I I guess it's the tree line that hides it. I, yeah, I've probably been around it, and never realized it. You you. You would think that this would be somewhere in Northern California yes. or something like that. It's not. It's in New Jersey. Wait, did, all right. So uh, I don't know if we're jumping the gun here, but did it live up to the height? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Without question. I mean, like, I was, I, was, I was nervous as hell because it's considered one of the most difficult courses. And I'm like, this is just going to eat me alive. Right. And so Bill, the member, uh, and I'm, I'm a... Um, 
at the time I was playing to a 7.0 handicap index. That's my index. So I, I can play right. golf. I'm a decent golfer. You know, in fact, I'm down to like a 6.7 now. Nice. But anyhow, um, uh, he had projected that, which means that that number means that I usually shoot anywhere from high 70s to low 80s. That's kind of my range. I'll shoot like 77 to 83. Now, the people you're playing with are were at what level? Uh, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... Did you um, beat anybody uh, on in your foursome? I'm going to get there. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, anyhow, uh, so Bill was projecting that I would shoot 90, okay? Yeah. So, I just wanted to come in under 90 with that, because Bill's a smart guy. He knows his golf, and he You had, make me sick. And he knows that course <laughs> yeah. uh, back and forth. So... Uh, I ended up shooting an 88. So ah. I was very, very happy yeah, with coming under 90. Yes. But I was extremely nervous getting up and playing because it's got so much danger in front of you that you have to avoid yeah. when you're hitting your shots. And if you end up in the danger, it's really dangerous danger. Like, it's tough to get out of. It's very, as they say, it's very penal. Uh, right, lots so of penises. There's a, yes, there's Johnson's all over. No. So that's why you like so it. So it's very, very penal. <laughs> but anyhow, um, yeah, so... Uh, all said and done, uh, Riley, and she's probably 19 years old, yeah. never played this golf course before. Never played yeah. this golf course before. <laughs> and is and is quite aware of the legend and all right. of it. And in awe of it, she shot a 76. Oh, my God. <laughs> a 76 without hardly even trying. Um, yeah, Bill shot a 78, I shot an 88, and then uh, Rob was uh, so, uh, 91. I don't understand all the mechanics of this, but uh, was Riley playing from the, uh, the same tees? Yes. As we were, um, she was playing what's called like a composite tee. So most of the tees we played were the same, but every now Mostly and then... Mostly breakfast tee. She was moved up a, a little bit closer. Oh, so okay. just on a few holes. All right. But for the most part... That's yeah, very impressive. For the most part, we played the same tees, and she kicked the ever-loving crap out of my oh, score. It's just amazing that someone could do that without ever playing oh. and, and, and achieve that. And I got to give some luck because we had great caddies. Yeah. Um, we had Charlie and Damien, and uh, Charlie listens to the show. Oh, nice. Steve, he loves when you do the bear voice. <laughs> he was he was for you, man. He was going on about that, and uh, the other guy, Damien, was not familiar with us, and he, but he had an interesting story because he does like those crazy long distance runs. Oh yeah, like the hundred, yeah. oh, 150, yeah. two hundred mile runs. Yep, insane. Yeah. Yeah, so we talked quite a bit about that, and he was very interested in the radio business, actually, as well. So young guys are uh, uh, Charlie. I think he told me he was forty. Uh, and he does this in the summertime. He's a teacher. Okay. Uh, so he, and he's been catting there for like 15 years, something like if that. If you love this sort of stuff, oh my God. why wouldn't you caddy? What yeah. to spend the time out in this beautiful terrain? Oh my God. It's, it's just visually stunning. It's got a legend to it. It's got a history to it. There are giraffes freely roaming. I no. don't, did not see one giraffe while oh, I was there. Football, that would have been cool. Yeah. I saw a blue should bring those in. But I did not see giraffes freely roaming in did my belly. Did you buy a special outfit for this? Uh, no. I uh, I mean, I wore what I thought was a snappy outfit. Yeah, okay. It's you know? off the shoulder. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. You got a haircut? Um, I wore a Vineyard Vines uh, purple okay. uh, All right. shirt. I, I, I could have sworn dress you were gonna, occasion. I know you do. And, and actually, I feel like your golf attire over the last year or two has gotten way better. Um, you've gone with some really nice uh, light pastels. I think you look good in light blue. Thank you. But I could have sworn that you would have bought, like, a, you know, like you were going to... Uh, your prom or something like that. Like, like a tuxedo? I should have worn a full tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. I figured uh-huh. it was a special occasion. Formal, that I, yeah. I would dress for it. I assume they have very strict rules right there about attire. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah without question, you have to wear it, man. You have to like wear a belt and tuck your shirt in. I can't stand Casey it. Casey doesn't like tucking his shirt. I, in. I hate tucking my shirt in. Well, <laughs> I got a big belly, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but they, uh, yeah, and in fact, uh, Bill, who's uh, the member there, sent me like a, a two-page. Um, I thought you were going to say a toupee. We prefer you look like Bon Jovi around the slippery when wet period. Here's your toupee. <laughs> Why did they send me a toupee? What am I, a barrister? <laughs> Nick, it's a joke they do with people who've never played there before. <laughs> oh, and this we're going to pull the toupee thing. <laughs> he's going to have to wear this material girl bra from... <laughs> we know he's nervous. He's totally going to fall for the toupee thing. <laughs> he's going to do the truth or dare to a bra. <laughs> No, but they uh, he sent me a list of uh, of of what's expected of your uh, conduct and and oh. dress and and things like that. So I, I actually was kind of surprised you were able to film. And by the way, if people want to watch too. the uh, the videos up on PrestonandSteve.com, yep, uh, Marissa posted that. But um, I, I thought cell phones might be verboten. You know what? It, it it used to be about like ten fifteen years ago in country club uh, circles where you couldn't have your phone out at all, right? Or they would kick you out of there. Yeah. Uh, but that's loosened up quite a bit. Okay. Um, and I you asked... You can still I, bring a fax machine. I told Bill, I'm like, look, dude, I'm going to be a total tourist. I, I, who knows? If if I never yeah, get to Bill. play... I'm not saying that Bill won't ever invite yeah. me again, but I, I there might... The, for some reason, I may not be able to play the game anymore for whatever. Yeah. I need to take advantage of this. So and I, and I said, soak it in. I said, look, I'm going to be a tourist. I'm going I'm to yeah. be taking a lot of pictures. I'm going to be filming. I'm like, just tell me... To stop if I'm doing it too much, okay? And I didn't, I, I ended up getting, I, I edited together a 20-minute video of it, uh, and I got a lot of uh, footage. I didn't get a whole lot of me because you're, I'm, you're taking I'm filming. Filming. them, yeah. Uh, doesn't look like anybody ended up in the butthole? Oh, yeah, so there's a, um, pardon? <laughs> there's, a there's a feature called <laughs> Satan's A-hole. Oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, that's on uh, one of the par threes, and nobody nobody ended up in the butthole. Okay, so. and is is, is a uh, is it a massive sand trap? It's a it's a bunker that is, uh, or is it just actually a large <laughs> anus? <laughs> it's a large sand trap. It's, just, yeah. it's a bunker, but it it's a pit. It goes. It's small. Oh, is but it really we just really saw deep? Footage. Yeah, and there's steps that lead down into it. So this looks like you get in that, you're screwed. So a sand trap, you usually think of like, and again, I'm I know nothing, but. Uh, it's something a little bit wider, but it's just like a little chunk of beach. This was actually a hole. Yeah, it's like a pit. That would steps down into it. Yeah, it's kind of like a, what they call a pot bunker, so it's kind of like that. But, um, yeah, so it was uh, it was something else. It was super-duper Dream come true? Yeah. Dream come true. And I know that you kind of milked it for as much as you could. Like, your tea time wasn't until noon. What time did you end up getting there? Uh, I got, we, we met at, um, our tea time was at one. We met okay. at 11. Okay. And then we drove in together, but I, yeah, I would have gotten there a few hours earlier, probably just hung around for a little while. Did you but, have dinner afterwards and stuff or not? No, you need a, now that you need a jacket and tie. Oh. Uh, for, and I didn't have you that. You couldn't fashion one out of leaves and. I, I probably could have if I wanted to, oh, but that's I didn't interesting. Have time. What you're that looks it like a shrub. My, it goes in my toupee. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this guy. He fits right in, everybody. <laughs> that guy's wearing a Bon Jovi wig and leaves. <laughs> uh, but I took a video and I, I've uh, I edited it together. It's on YouTube. It's on my YouTube channel. You can just do a search on Preston Elliott if you want to. And uh, and if you were curious as to. What it's like to play at Pine Valley. This just gives you a little peek into that. It's uh, on PrestonToSteve.com if you want to just want to go there. It's excellent. Yeah. Uh, hang on. Let me go to Kevin real quick. Hey, Kevin. Good morning. Hey. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. What's up, Kev? 
Yeah, I just wanted to let you know, I, uh, I live in the area of Pine Valley. Um, I actually live in Haddonfield. I'm a member at Tavistock, which is a pristine, really nice course. But oh. I can tell you, I've, uh, I've never played Pine Valley, but I've, I've, uh, once a year they allow the public to, uh, and there's a limited a number of people, but they allow you to walk the course. Uh, in any event, uh, playing at Tavistock and then going on Pine Valley, I mean, Tavistock couldn't pack Pine Valley's lunch. I mean, mm. the place is so amazing. It's, um, I think, consistently voted by Sports Illustrated and Golf Magazine as obviously the number one course in the world. Yeah, wow. And when you think, when you think about St. Andrews and Pebble Beach and Augusta, I mean, that's uh, really something to be said for South Jersey. Yeah, uh, the place is amazing. Anyway, I'll be brief. They, um, it is a, I guess it's a rumor. I don't know if it's, it's a valid story, but uh, back in like 1962, President Kennedy had always aspired to play there, so he. He was invited to play there, and uh, Jacqueline Kennedy was at an event in uh, Philadelphia. So she decided to surprise her husband and come over. The limo took her over. This is when he was in the White House. And she shows up to golf with her husband. Well, back in 1962, they basically told her, we're sorry, Miss First Lady. Um, you're not permitted on the golf course. Oh, they <laughs> they, was not a, they would not allow women on the course? Yeah. Wow. Apparently back then. Yeah. Yep, yep. So, so, uh, that's an outrage. I, mean, uh, I had Marilyn here last. I mean, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the place is amazing. Again, once a year, I think you can apply to, to, to walk just to check it out. Two wow. of my brothers are they're big golfers. And my one brother, who's a complete idiot, he decides when they're walking the course, to uh, light up a cigarette, oh, and he had these like these off-duty state troopers that were working security. They walked up and they said, "Are you out of your mind?" <laughs> God, <laughs> yep. And they have their own police force there, Kevin. That's like an incorporated town. Pine Valley they, is. They do. They have their own police force, and uh, it's obviously there, there's some estate homes in the area. Yep. But it's uh, very limited, and uh, yeah, they have guys that basically just drive around and make sure everything's secure. Yeah. Well, you know, what, as we're looking at it again, this may not be your uh, cup of tea. But but uh, it, it, you cannot help but be impressed by what it looks like. It's just gorgeous. And the fact that we have the number one golf course in the world. Yeah. Right here. Right here is something to be pretty proud of. Right next it to the. You, you can't believe that it's in Camden County. You know, yeah. It's just really, it's really amazing. Yep. All right. It's thanks, Kevin. Right next to the number one amusement park in the world as well. <laughs> Clemens and Park. Yeah. park. Yeah. And near Donkeys. <laughs> Uh, yeah, since it's in Camden County, yeah, you can swing over there and get the best cheesesteak. Yeah. Um, we're, I'm looking at the, the video that you took. I just, uh, and I'm sure the video just doesn't do it justice, but it does. It, it does it's still you don't even see the giraffes. Job. No. Yeah. no. Well, they blend in. <laughs> they paint them green. It's part of their natural, uh, yeah. yeah. The camouflage there. Yeah. Yeah, right. You don't see any dead giraffes out there either, do you? Yeah, Highlight of the uh, of the round, any birdies? Highlight of the no, I didn't have any birdies. I thought you said you saw a blue heron. Uh, I did see a blue heron. No, highlight of the round for me for for how I uh, number one, I was driving well. I was yeah. really happy about that until the last few holes. But I made kind of a hero shot. There was a uh, and this is going to bore you guys if you're not in a golf. <laughs> Casey, I hit a long one over the green. It went over the back of the green. What I didn't know was on the backside was a super deep slope. At the bottom was a small gully with sand in it, and I mean it was deep. And, like, I barely had enough room to even swing the club. Like, I didn't even think I was going to have a backswing. So I opened up the face real wide. And it was short side right by the, and it was about eight feet up to the green. Oh, I popped it up. I put it about seven feet from the hole, and I made the putt for an up and down par. So that That's was great. Pretty, that was pretty exciting. Okay. Yep. So that was my kind of hero shot. And then, thank you. Well, it kept you below 90, too. So. And then uh, Riley on number 18, uh, she hit one, her approach shot. 
it went a little bit long and a little bit right, so it was off of the green, and she chipped it in for a birdie. Of course she did. Yeah, from like 30, 40 feet out or something ridiculous like that. So it was amazing watching her play golf, this kid who just hits the hell out of the ball. So now you've been lucky enough to play uh, Pine Valley, Baltus Roll, uh, Pebble Marion. Beach. Marion. I played Marion, yep. Um, where does this rank on, on those four? Um, well, it would... <laughs> I'd have to say it's got to be number one because of its ranking yeah. in in uh, in the world of golf. The one that was most amazing to me was was Pebble Beach. Yeah, yeah, that one was that one blew me away. Uh, but this was just incredible, and I want to play it again and next time not film anything and just pay attention to the golf course right, and right. what was going on there. So, well, you, you got a lot of footage, so you can see the the whole thing, and, and that's very cool. My grandfather was lucky enough to play at uh, St Andrews one time, and wow, uh, yeah, he he was a really good golfer and. Uh, he went over there, and I like the the history in places like that. Like I'm, I'm a terrible golfer. I, I like it, but I'm just not good at it at all. But just to walk courses like that, it's just you're just lucky to be outside like that. Well, and this week, the the biggest, uh, the greatest golfers in the world are in our area. The Wilmington, the BMW Championship is taking place in, in Wilmington. Is Tiger a part of that or no? I don't think so. Okay, uh, I don't think he's playing in this one. But you know, uh, all the other names that you know, Rory McIlroy and Jordan right. Spieth and uh, Gary Finau and and uh, uh, Cameron Smith, all these other people, uh, uh, Adam Scott, they're they're all going to be there. Yeah. Uh, so they're they're you know maybe some of them will wander over to Pine Valley if they're invited. Like yeah. you can't like a like a tiger probably couldn't just walk over there and say, "Hey, I'd like to play golf." No. Uh, you need you need an invitation. So it's a uh, it's aren't pretty they lending their giraffes to this event? <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe. <laughs> As a special yeah, favor, they might be doing that. Hang on, let me go to Chuck here real quick. Hey, Chuck, good morning. Good morning. What's up, Chuck? Dad Zooks. Dad Zooks. Dad Zooks to you, sir. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been to Pine Valley many times because we work over there. I'm a utility worker. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's beautiful, but I don't know anything about golf. Okay. So sometimes you got to get a ride to wherever we got to go on a golf cart. And I'm telling people, like, yeah, I was working there. To... The guy's driving me across the greens on the golf course. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, I didn't know this. I had no idea. But this maintenance guy, because it was after, you know, I, they may have been closed that day or it was after hours or something. But, yeah, he's tearing across the greens on the <laughs> on the golf cart, that's, taking me to where I needed to go. That's insane. So you yeah, have to. I had no idea. didn't know that was a thing. I don't know anything about golf. <laughs> and I'm telling people, and they're like, this is the number one golf course in the world. He's tearing up the greens with a golf cart. I'm like, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Huh. I'm just going for a ride. Just going for a ride. Yep. You guys are using right, ATVs, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> we ripped it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyhow, I, I would like to thank uh, I would like to thank um, uh, Bill Jeremiah uh, for inviting me for a uh, uh, opportunity of a lifetime. It was really, really cool, and I appreciate it. I feel very uh, privileged. Privileged. Not uh, everyone can play the greatest golf course in the world. Uh, and thank you to uh, Rob and Riley for a great day, and uh, Charlie and Damien, our caddies, uh, caddies. It was really cool. So if you want to see the video, it's up. I, I edited it together with some music to keep, keep it moving and stuff, and so um, it was a really good time. Ah, uh, yes. The music from Two Girls in a Cup? No. <laughs> Close, the Masters. Oh, I'm sorry. By the way, Tiger is coming to town, but he's not going to play. Uh, they are going to make a concerted effort to figure out what the PGA is going to do to combat LIV golf. Okay. Uh, so Tiger's meeting with all the other players at the BMW Championship, but he's not going to oh, play this weekend. Yeah. Okay, so he will be here. But he'll be in town. 
Very interesting. Maybe he'll drop by our show. Okay. Um, well, one of the thing, another thing that's uh, that's happening uh, that I should point out is uh, today is National Roller Coaster Day. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you know that? <laughs> I did not. All right. So the uh, the uh, we have actually a list of the. Don't we have the world's greatest roller coasters right here? We might. We have a couple that we have some definite contenders. This list is from uh, USA Today, and Which it is says, a paper. These are the ten best roller coasters of 2022. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and should I jump right ahead? Because go ahead. Number one's here. Wow. Yeah, Ooh. and it's my favorite roller coaster. El, El Toro? Toro. No yeah. way. It's Six Flags. That's the number one, and on this list, and they okay. explain why. Uh, it says this wooden roller coaster in Jackson, New Jersey, is known as the Bull for its powerful and shaky train. It's also one of the tallest and fastest wooden roller coasters in the world. But this is no ordinary wooden roller coaster. It's built with some of the highest tech engineering, which contributes to a totally unique old school, new school experience. Yes, <coughs> it's I a hell of a roller coaster. I love that. You ride. do get some, but it's pretty simple. That's it the is. Thing. Um, uh, now, now Nitro's a little bit more modern. And, a, and an awesome roller coaster. What's the wooden coaster out at Hershey's? A tiger or something? Um, tiger uppercut. uppercut. Tiger uppercut. No. Uh, no. You have the Great Bear. The great Bear. Uh, you have... The not-so-great bear. The not-so-great bear. Oh, I know the one you're talking about. Uh, Steve, is it the Wildcat? Maybe something? the Wildcat. It's on. It's right on this edge of the park, up yeah. right up along the main road. I like road. that one. That's a good one. That's a great ride. Yeah, a wooden yeah. roller coaster. Yeah, it's called the Wildcat. The Wildcat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wildcat. <laughs> Uh, so, so, believe it or not, one of them is at Dollywood. Yes, oh. Dollywood. Yeah, always gets accolades for their rides. So, what's the one at Dolly? I want to go to Dollywood. I do too. <laughs> uh, it's called the Lightning Rod. Mm. Lightning Rod, the world's fastest wooden coaster, launches Dollywood thrill seekers from zero to forty-five miles per hour. A thrilling start to one of the park's most adrenaline-pumping attractions. Uh, the theme, themed after 1950s hot rod, the roller coaster tops out at speeds more than 73 miles per hour. So it does one of those launching. Uh, I love stars. those. Those things are awesome. Kathy, are you a coaster fan or can you handle She them? hates them. No, roller no, coasters. No, she loves them. No, I like roller coasters, but now I can't do more than like two rides. If I get, if I get on a third ride, I'm not going to feel good. What All about right. if you like spaced it out? Like you had a whole day. Yeah, I don't, I, I get, no, I mean, one like, coaster, I've one to, water, one coaster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, because I've gone to Hershey and like throughout the day and I, I just start to feel it after the second ride. Mm. And so if I get on that third one, no matter when it is, um, Preston, and don't mistake my, uh, terrifying, you know, fear. Scream. Yeah, scream, face, holding on to hating it. I do enjoy the okay. roller coasters. Okay, all right. I thought yeah. you didn't like them because you would always get so uh, no, amped I, up. No, totally. And I, st- I would still, you know, because of course I think the worst, like, you know, it's going to come. We're going to die. Yeah. The, like the, Final Destination. The seatbelt's not going to work yeah. and I'm going to die. Steve, we got loads of texts coming in. They're tearing down the Wildcat. Oh. They've, they've closed it permanently and they're tearing it down. I did enjoy it. Now you, yeah. It'll click your, any wooden coaster will sort of knock your fillings out because yeah. of the vibration. But And I do really love the inverted coasters and, and the, the more high-tech ones, but there's a great charm to the, the old wooden coaster. I hope, well, I hope they're replacing it with a with another roller coaster. Yeah. Replacing it with a hybrid, apparently similar to El Toro. Oh, oh all right. Okay. The, um, 
Six Flags used to have a Rolling Thunder. It was a wooden roller oh, yeah. coaster, and they had one. I guess you would race, and one would go forward, and the other one would go back. I remember that. Yeah, and that was one that was around for a long time, right? Yeah, Rolling that Thunder. Was when we were in, in the eighties, when we were kids, when I first started right. doing roller coasters. The uh, I think the first innovation at Great Adventure that I remember, Casey, was uh, the Great American Scream Machine. And then yes. they started bringing in, like, uh, the, the Batman, Batman ride. Rides. Yeah, yeah. Superman. I, remember the, I remember that Batman ride the first time I went waiting in line. <laughs> if that ride lasts more than 18 seconds, <laughs> uh huh, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And I love it, and you'll, I'll, do, I'll still do it. When, but, you, when you guys think the first roller coasters, what time uh, in, in, uh, in human history? What, I'm going like, to guess... I'm guessing the island? 40s. Around the Neanderthal era? <laughs> No, Everyone not. loves the roller coasters at Coney Island. <laughs> I'm going to say much earlier, though. Uh, yes, actually. I'm going to say mid-19th century. <laughs> mid-19th century. The first roller coasters appeared in Russia in the 1500s. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves to have roller coasters. Russian roller coasters were made of wood with icy ramps on which people slid down, often hurting themselves. That sucks. Process. It's like when you go to the Renaissance Fair and they have those those very prehistoric. I um, love those. Like I, I love. It's like a big pig that you sit in, right? Yeah, and, and, it's, and, and it's like a giant swing. It's a giant swing. It's or they, very cool. Or they have one that twists around a yeah. pole. And have you guys around. done this at the Renaissance no, Fair? Never. It's all done with just ropes and yeah. wood. All right. So in the 1700s. Wheels on carts made the difference. In Russia, the early we'll coast wheels on carts and push people down ice. Uh, the early... 200 rubles. The early... <laughs> the now early... I kick you in the balls. Five, <laughs> five rubles, please. You're having fun? I push your mother off bridge. The early roller coasters were such a hit that wheels were added to the cart so people could continue to ride during the summer See? as well as during the winter. They had roller coasters with... Oh, okay, so they were basically... Sleds, yeah, but Have they ever... but they made no, they made them, uh, yeah, they they made them uh, on ramps. Yes. Have you ever you've seen the video footage? They have them. It's like in uh, the Alps or whatever. I've always wanted. yeah, the Alps. Yeah, I've, I've always wanted. You've done that. I did it in Austria. And how was it? My sister and I were there, and we were taking the Sound of Music tour. Ah, and one of the stops. And there's that great made. scene in the Sound of Music where they go to yeah, and yeah. no, and one of those, one of those uh, along. Uh, that that tour, one of the stops was at one of those alpine downhills. Oh man, was it? Uh, it was cool. Yeah. So it's it's like this chrome looking track. Uh, this, How long does it go for? Conca- it went longer than I thought it yeah. would because they yeah. take you up to the top of this mountain, I guess. And then you essentially you have brakes, and that's mainly what you have to. You don't. You're not riding. Fr- you're not roaming freely. You have to brake. Oh, or you could find yourself in some trouble. <laughs> okay. That's not good. Um, but, but you was, control the brakes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! Seems so like an it's awful like, lot of control to put in the person who's riding down this thing. All right, you pulled you pulled up a video. It's not that one that I was on. That, that's like a rail. Yeah, that, that I was on like a like a track. It was almost like um oh like a luge? Like water slide. Yeah, like luge. Yeah, okay. it was like that type of thing. Yeah, but what what he was showing you is what I was thinking of. Well, that thing looks crazy. Uh huh. And that one apparently, Casey has no brakes. <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's a coaster. So the Pigeon Forge ah! Alpine. Is that Dollywood? Pigeon Forge is where Dollywood is. Yes. Yeah. But is this thing in Dollywood? Uh, I don't know. Because okay. hers, that was the no, that's Lightning Pigeon Forge, run. Russia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so anyhow, the 1900s was the golden age of roller coasters from early teens to right before the Great Depression. Everyone 
son loves a great roller coaster. This young lad seems to be spitting up his lunch. <laughs> and this young gal just defecated in her pantaloons. <laughs> uh, roller coasters rise in popularity. Everyone's screaming and begging to get off. Oh, what a great afternoon at the park. And of course, since this predates any sort of checking device, everyone falls off constantly. Uh, coasters had a rise in popularity featuring innovations like the world's first looping coaster. Do you remember the first loop coaster you went on? Yes, I do. Lightning loops. Uh, where was that? That was Six Flags. Okay, yeah, mine was at Six Flags as well, and I forgot, I forgot the name of it. Um... But yeah, I remember the first time I did it. I'm like, oh my, I was so scared, Steve. I think Batman the Ride was my first loop. Wait, okay. Case, it yeah. wasn't a Hershey for you? The Super Duper Looper? No. That was, was my first one. It was definitely Lightning Loops, but Preston Lightning Loops was just one track. You yeah. went down, you went through a loop, and then you went up, and, and then and then you went back, and, and that was it. Same thing in the one that I rode. Yep. Yeah. Do you remember what was at the tree at the top of the, the when it would stop and then go no. back down? What was there? It was a gum tree, and no. people would, when they, they, oh. they'd they get up there and they would put stick their gum that they'd been chewing, and so the entire. <laughs> Trunk, tree trunk was covered in chewing gum. It was you know what disgusting. they what they had there that was awesome, and I feel like there are there are a couple of parks that have something like this. But but the um, the Roaring Rapids or the Raging Rapids, do you remember that ride? There's a Super Duper Looper, and then the Do It in the Pooper. The Do It in the Pooper was <laughs> you had to be at least eighteen for that one. Super Duper Looper. Yeah. Next to it was the Do It in the Pooper. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, the you Rapids... Go real slow at first. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, yes. You got to right. ease it. <laughs> right. The Rapids yeah. press, you sat... It was, a, it, was a a, it was a round raft. It was basically a log flume, but you were going through these rapids, and sometimes the, the flume would get, like, you know, locked in, like, underneath a waterfall, and people yeah. would just get soaked. Yeah, but there's, I, there's, I, there's no... Yeah. There's no looping. No. You, no, could, no, no. you couldn't work that. No, no but, but as a child, you're like, oh, my God, what if it flips over and you die? You know, oh, yeah. like, there, there was definitely... Oh, my God. <laughs> Shut up. For me, that was a magical place, yeah. the Six Flags growing oh, up. It was too. just, I mean, they also had a really cool magic shop as soon as you walk through right. the um, uh, the gate. I just I loved going. My parents got me a, um, a season pass like three years in a row, and it literally they would drop us off and just leave. I'd be there all day. How long. far were you from there? How far of a ride? It was about an hour. Okay. You know, uh, so they could leave us all day and come get us later on, so... Uh, but that was fun. Yeah. Uh, by the way, so in the 1950s, roller coasters tumble out of favor between the, between the harsh realities. Farewell to roller coasters. Uh, beca- between replaced by the magic shop. The harsh economic realities of the Great Depression and World War II, when metals and lamb were critical for the war effort, oh. roller coaster popularity wanes. But 1955. Disneyland's Game Changer, Walt Disney Visionary Matterhorn Roller Matterhorn Roller Coaster debuted four years after the Southern California Park opens, and I guess that was part of ushering in. When did the when coasters. did Disneyland open? It was in sixty. No, sixty. Disneyland or World Disneyland. Nineteen fifty five. Okay, yeah. I rode the Matterhorn. I guess it was the original iteration of the Matterhorn, and that was one of the greatest days of my life my parents did the classic not telling us we we lived in california at the time for just under a year and um we just went out on a drive on yeah. saturday and i i'm looking i'm saying wait a second that's a snow-covered mountain on the horizon what is that and i and i go uh, that's the matter <laughs> 
By the way, are the uh, the <laughs> comet and the cyclone are they still around at, at Coney Island? I, I want to say that those those are the classic. The cyclone early ones. was one of the it was considered a really formidable coaster. I think they might have kept one because of the nostalgia or the refurbished one. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure though. That was years ago, and I don't. I'm, I'm not having really checked up on the status. Mm-hmm. Coney Island used to be fun in its seediness for a long time, and then they refurbed it. But it's uh, you know those those rides wouldn't hold up to the real mega parks, right? Right. Uh, so anyhow, it is National Roller Coaster Day. So fortunately, we are in the throes of summer and getting out to a roller coaster pretty easy to do. Right everything about now. in the in the catalog, the Sears catalog, which which was a roller coaster in your backyard. You, you know, it'd be like you get a swing set and then the lamest roller coaster you could possibly see. But I always. Begged for it as a kid. Trying to see if there are any other ones around here. There's uh, the Voyage at Holiday World, uh, Iron Guazi at Bush Gardens in Tampa Bay. These well, Cedar the Point, ones. it should be, right? Isn't that the, the coaster kingdom of the world? Yep. Jurassic World, uh, Velocicoaster, Universal's Islands of Adventure, uh, Lightning Rod at Dollywood, Phantom's Revenge at Kennywood. Where's Kenny? Where'd you get that wood, Kenny? <laughs> That's, uh, what are you doing there, Kenny? I'll tell you that Hagrid's ride, the motorcycle uh, chase or the motorcycle ride at... Uh, Universal, that is absolutely one of the best coasters I've ever been on. It's not okay. a classic coaster. I'm you sit up on a motorcycle and yep. you're the other person sits in the sidecar. But I I love that that roller coaster. I'll call it a roller coaster. Is it was Kennywood a, like a Kenny Rogers, like Dolly Parton's? Oh, I don't know Dollywood. What? It's in it's in Pennsylvania, isn't it? Kennywood is in Pittsburgh, PA. Okay. No, I don't think it's Kenny. I don't think Kenny Rogers has. No, no, no. He had the chicken places. And, and, That's right. Yeah, I don't think. Kenny, <laughs> Kenny Rogers Roasters. I don't think it's Kenny Rogers. No. Because it would be next to Dollywood, right? Yeah, it would have yeah. Yeah. a little yeah. island between it. Yeah, <laughs> in, a in a stream. Yeah. Uh, okay, so number five on this list is Steel Vengeance and Cedar Point. Steel Vengeance. T- uh, Twisted Colossus at Six Flags Magic Mountain. Goliath at Six Flags over Georgia, Mako at SeaWorld Orlando. Always aggressive names. And then El Toro. Anus Imploder. And then El Toro at Six Flags Great Adventure. Yeah, it, naming a roller coaster, it has to have some yeah. sort of Ple- to Pleasant it. Yeah. afternoon. Yeah. 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 Right. Pleasant afternoon. Yeah. I don't think that one's. No. No. We're not going to get on that. There was one at King's Dominion, I think it was. Um,. It was one of the first rides that I remember actually as you as in the roller coaster that you go down and you veer down into a little pond or a little mini mini lake that they've created and you basically the roller coaster goes into a tunnel yes and it's blows terrifying catches you, you completely off, off yes, right? yeah yeah yep, yep. they uh, uh I've been on uh, coasters like that and that's always like oh my god in the Hagrid ride there, you get to a point where you are on the coaster and the track drops down the entire track, now it's, it's giving the impression that it's doing, it's not just, well, we hope it connects, but it drops down to another track below and you take off from there. That's pretty cool. It's pretty wild. I love that. There's some uh, at Disney that do that. There's one uh, that's like uh, an Everest ride or something like that. Yeah. They switch tracks at some point and you is go backwards. The, is that the one that has the uh, the Yeti? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun ride. That's really cool. Yep. Uh, hang on a second. It's uh, Mike. Been to Kennywood. Hey, Mike, Good morning. Hey, guys, good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? Yeah, so uh, Kennywood's in Pittsburgh, and it's uh, pretty historic. There's a lot of, um, I, there were, when I lived there 30 years ago, Steel Phantom was the tallest uh, roller coaster. Uh-huh. Open. Does and it have anything to do with Kenny Rogers? 
No, no, no. There's okay. not a 900 foot Kenny Rogers holding the globe on his shoulders. <laughs> no, no Hollywood or Bollywood or any of that. <laughs> Bollywood, <laughs> a ride. I'd go to that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, hey, let me give it a shout out to my boys in Pittsburgh, the Pucciarelli. All right. Okay. Hey, cool, man. What's up, Pucciarelli? All right. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it, buddy. Save All a poop right. night for me. Uh, today. <laughs> it's a Pittsburgh thing. Yeah, it is, right? Uh, no, no, the toilet in the middle of the room. Yes, poop knives are universal. Yeah. Everybody Everyone loves poop knives. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyhow. Um, so it's National Roller Coaster Day, so observe in your way. we got plenty of... Uh, all the parks are open now. Yes. So obviously, oh. your chance to uh, participate. Height is, of the season. Yep. Wide open. Well, I love the Dorney Park in, in October um, around Halloween. Yes. Oh, my God. That's some of the most fun you're going to have. Yeah, it's nice and like temperature wise, like it's you know if you if you like the chilliness, yeah, throw a nice little sweatshirt on and and there's no lines. No. I, this is the way to go, man. Yeah, we've we've experienced that many times, and you're right about the no lines thing. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. All right, should we take a break? I think so. We have I some guests. So. We uh, do have some guests arriving shortly, so I want to try to stay on time for that. But um, uh, let's do that very thing when we get back. Uh, from the show Trying on Apple TV Plus, we're going to have uh, Esther Smith and Rafe Spall who are here with us. So stay put. We will return in just a moment, my friend. At the MMR Rock Shop, you'll find lots of fun, fresh T-shirt designs like your favorite Preston and Steve show sayings, MMR logo throwbacks, and some spacey, far-out new designs. One thing you won't find? Inflation. Our T-shirts still start at just 20 bucks. We've got coffee mugs, hats, and even some bright-ass cycling socks for all our Team WMMR riders. The MMR Rock Shop. Doing our part for the GNP. Visit it at WMMR.com. The home of rock and roll merch. A warning if you attempt to watch the Apple TV Plus show trying and you haven't yet. You may be like Steve and watch an entire season in one night, which he did last yeah, night. I did. Entire first season yeah. in one it's run. It's great. It's and a you're, great show. You're absolutely loving it. Uh, right? I can't wait to get into the season two tonight. We have the two <laughs> stars of the show. Please welcome Esther Smith and Rafe Spall to yeah. the program. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you for having you. us. Thank you for being here. So, uh, have you guys heard this a lot about the show that once people start to dive into it, that they go in the, and do the full binge and just knock it yeah, all out. Yeah, that feels like it's a common theme. Mm-hmm. It yeah, I think it's just so easy just to just watch one after the other. And it's so nice that you have three series now. To well, the- yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. And to that point, yes. Esther, you, you've worked on the show. That's great. And and it's tough to get the the word out. Sometimes we're just talking, you know, before we came on about mm. having a quality product that you'd like people to see. So we're going to work endeavor to get people to do that. And as I was watching it, and the thing that immediately caught me, and I'm sure you probably hear a, a, a Ted Lasso comparison in in tone. Mm. These are good people that you like, uh, that you enjoy watching, and you're rooting for. You genuinely feel good. You feel legitimate emotion. There's no, these aren't caricature people. They're real characters. And just explain the conceit because I think it's a unique one. I've never seen a show that addresses this topic full on. Absolutely, yeah. So the show is set in London and we have a couple that have been together for a while that decide that they want to have children. They're not blessed with the natural ability to be able to do that. So they uh, go down the route of adoption, which is a very involved process. 
Uh, and the first season is about them being approved by the local authority. <laughs> and then the second uh, season is about them being matched. And then the third season is about the kids that they've been matched with. Um, but, you know, I think that infertility in, 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 as a subject is a thing that touches many people's lives, right? And is perhaps still a bit of a taboo. People don't talk about it that often. No. Um, and, um, you know, and as you said, these are, these are good people trying to do the right thing. And I think most people watching will identify as good people trying to do the right thing. So, right. We all think we're good people, right? So well, that's yeah. why <laughs> We would like to believe it, yeah, but, yeah. but you, you guys make a case for it. And my, my, uh, everyone here has kids except my, my wife and I do not. And you even address that sort of stigma of being the people at a party who don't have the kids' stories to tell and, and, and all those various things. I think there's something firing in it the legitimacy of the writing, and it's it's Andy Walton is the creator and writer. Yeah. He wrote every episode. Every episode. Uh, uh, this is the most keyed in person to the human condition that I've ever, uh, uh, you know, yeah. I've seen at least. I'm not going to tell him that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> His head's probably big enough yeah. already. But there's one episode in particular in that first season. It was one that just made me watch the entire season three th- straight through. Um, the ex-girlfriend episode mm. where we've mm. all had that situation where, um, you know, uh, 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 Rafe, you're, you have your ex-girlfriend, and, and you're having this relationship. But the way she articulates, why did you become the person that I really wanted you to be after we broke up? Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's, the, the, that's the kind of insight and things that you see that I think we connect to, because we're all massive Ted Lasso fans, mm. in the human condition. And no one's a, a mustache-twirling nemesis, and everyone's got their foibles, and, mm. and that resonates as real. And you can watch the show without feeling you're going to be bombarded with something that's going to... You're going to only connect to things, which is so hard to write and make it funny. Mm-hmm. And and things that are, as you said, are kind of taboo. But you guys have such a chemistry. Was there an elaborate process in getting you together or did it just, was it lightning in a bottle? <laughs> um, no, we um, we met three hours before our chemistry, you have a chemistry read. Right. Um, to see if you have chemistry in front of people that you don't know with someone that you don't know just to prove that you have this thing called chemistry which i just think is a mad kind of idea anyway but so we met three hours before to see if we could go through the scenes and and we just chatted for three hours didn't we it was um yeah it was just such a yeah it's just an instant thing so i kind of i think we knew that we were okay and in safe hands and my my wife and i have been 25 years you know and, and and uh it's um there are those little subtle things that little secondary language that you guys sort of project, and then you know, I don't know if that's if that's just because you're 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 such good working partners. We actually don't like each other. <laughs> <as well. laughs> um, but you, it's hard to fake, though. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah it, it is difficult. But we, as Esther alluded to, we just immediately got on, and uh, it was very clear that we liked each other as people, which is really important because if you're going to be doing a TV show for a long mm. amount of time, like the more I do this, the more I realise that the experience that you have making the thing is more important, perhaps, than the quality of the finished product. Because the quality of the finished product, really, we have no control over. Right. And the only thing that we have control over as human beings is the fulfillment that we get from being able to do the thing that we always wanted to as kids, which was make TV shows, you know. Um, and I get to hang out with one of my favourite people in the world every day when I'm on set. 
Oh. Get to come to Philadelphia with her. <laughs> uh, um, and, uh, yeah, it's it's really, you know, I'm so pleased that people like the show. And, of course, like, I've done a lot of shows that people don't like. So this is, <laughs> so, so, this is so this is a relief. But, really, like, we have such a wonderful time doing it. And it's been such an important part of our lives. And, you know, the people that like this show love this show. Well, right? it has a sharp mm. sense of humor, too. Don't think yeah. that it's, it has a, it has a really, um, there's a, a bit of sarcasm. There's a bit of stuff that you would not expect to see joined with this in the way that it is. Yeah. Uh, there are all sorts of, uh, there's a, a, Esther, you have a particular, it happens early on in the first season where you're at, there's a sort of a baby shower, I guess, or an event going on, a lot of babies, you're holding the baby, and you, you're like, you've de- you've decided, I'm going to be nasty to this one, <laughs> and she, I hope I hope it doesn't grow up to be a prick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's one of my favourite lines. It's yeah. just because it's one of those things, I really relate and recognise that. I don't know whether she means to say it, it just kind of comes out just because she's so filled with this like i guess maybe the unjustness of it or or like she feels that she's you know she's at a baby shower and she's at that stage in her life where there are people with babies and children everywhere and everyone's doing the grown-up thing in the right way that they think that being a grown-up should be and and I just think that these things come out of her mouth and then... It's great. It's so funny. It it's is just, great. And I love playing that. Yeah. It's hilarious. I almost want to apologize to you guys because I <clears throat> I watched the trailer for the show today and I'm like, <clears throat> this looks really great. I, I, I think I can <laughs> yeah. really dive into yeah. this. And you guys are three seasons in and I'm just now finding out about it. And it's I unfortunately know. the nature of so many different things of, of there are these great shows that exist and there's a glut of, as Steve was saying, of uh, of you know quality stuff that's mm. out there. And I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I wish I would have known about this. <laughs> but it's so great, right? That's one of the great things about it. Like I do it in my everyday mm. life. Like, there's that show with Pamela Adlon uh, called Better Things. I don't know mm. if you've seen that show. I've heard right? of it, yeah. So you've heard of it, right? Yeah. Like, and I'd heard of it, and then I and then I had like four, five seasons there waiting <laughs> for me, and it was tremendous. And uh, <laughs> um, it's fantastic. There is so much quality out there because I guess a lot of the um, a lot of the talent that was involved in the movie making business as in like um, exhibition cinema has now moved over to the TV world like you get movie stars doing TV shows uh, and it's terrific and all these amazing writers and also the long form of it is is really I think exciting for creatives yeah, oh my god it makes do... such a difference yeah, yeah. Uh, well listen nobody would ever like when you heard of a movie that was going to be three hours long you're like oh my god right <laughs> I can't sit in a movie th- theater for three hours and now you'll sit down for five hours or four hours and watch an entire season I do, yeah. I do. Oh, you're, last night, you're like man there's a <laughs> only eight episodes yeah. in this season. But we mentioned Ted Lasso a couple of times and I feel like I was the first one on this show to watch Ted Lasso. Yeah. And they were basically working on season two. It was about to be released. And it wasn't until like, I think um, it might have been like a bunch of Emmy or Golden Globe nominations. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the freak? <laughs> like, alright, I guess I'll just give it a try. You know, and I did. And then I fell in love. And then I told him, and and Preston is very reluctant to watch or listen to anything that I recommend. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> well, and then he loved it. And, but like now, you're going to watch trying, aren't but, you, no, Preston? But I listen to anything that Steve recommends. And if Steve is going to tell me that that this show is amazing, then I'm going to watch it because this guy right here is like. I mean, I trust his. There's yeah. people. There are people that I trust their opinions when it comes to food, and then there's people I trust when it comes to like watching something on TV or in the movies. And Steve's that guy. Well, so. thank you. Also, let me ask you a question because uh, important too. And again, I don't want to keep up bringing Ted Lasso, but we love the show, and we love. I love your show, and they're going to love your show. Uh, music plays such an important part in it, and there is a there is a busker that appears. 
uh, per- periodically. Different, yeah. mm. but the music is really wonderful. Is that all original stuff for the show, or am I just yeah. not? Yeah, so that because that's Maisie Peters. Okay. She did um, she did our music for series two, but she appears in series one as a busker, and then <clears throat> yeah, and then she she did the odd track, I think, and then for series two, she essentially did the whole soundtrack. But you know, actually, so the director of the show, we were filming in Camden and he saw this young woman busking yes. um, and was like... Camden, England, by the way. Not Camden, New Jersey. Yeah, not really Camden, New Jersey. Shout out Camden, New Jersey. You'll think you're back in England. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, so, so Camden, visit, our, visit our Kensington before you leave as well. <laughs> yes, I heard it's terrific. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, it's quite similar to our Kensington. Very much. Um, and um, yeah, so he sees this young woman busking. He's like, you're terrific. Do you want to be in the show? She then subsequently becomes the first person to be signed by Ed Sheeran's record label ah. and then she opened up on tour for him so then she did the music for the entire second season but the first season was a great British band um, called Elbow do you know the British band Elbow? No, no, no. really good guy Garvey yeah. he's really cool you should check those guys out they did the music for the, fir- for the first season and then the third season is done by a British band called Bears Den um, so one musical artist does the whole season's music but it plays a big part in the show well it's great So and, and so again for that, that binging thing which we all love to engage in as, as various shows run out. Um, obviously, you're trying is a, a series that you need to check out. You guys, though, uh, you have been, um, you've had a, a fairly long run, Rafe, and, mm. and, and Esther, you're kind of Ish. a newbie. <laughs> yeah. Ish, yeah. Uh, uh, Rafe, you worked with uh, um, uh, one of our uh, good friends of the show, Adam McKay, on The Big mm. Short. And, uh, and what was that experience like working with uh, that crew of... You know, do you know, like my first my first day on that set, right? was I had a scene that Steve Carell was in, Ryan Gosling and Brad Pitt, right? Oh, my God. And because, because it was my first day, I didn't have anyone to, to be like, oh, my God, look, guys. <laughs> I didn't have anyone to be like, there's the most famous people in the world. Um, so I was just very hysterical, yeah. right? And, I was, and it was like quite a sort of improvised scene, and I couldn't stop laughing. And McKay was like, love the choice with the laughing. It's really cool. It's just like, I'm just overwhelmed. <laughs> that wasn't, that's not a choice. And then, like, Brad, and then like Brad Pitt comes in. And the only way I could, it's like meeting Brad Pitt is like staring at the sun. <laughs> like it really has this wattage. Like those crazy movie stars. Yeah. There's something about them. And you like, they walk in the room. It's like, oh, it hurts to look at you. <laughs> it hurts to look at you. Uh, but that was an amazing experience. You know, we shot that in New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, pretending to be New York. We had a few days in New York, but that was a really amazing experience. And McKay is a, uh, Adam McKay is, is, you know, one of, one of the great filmmakers. He's just, sens- and the nicest guy. And he's obviously, he's, yeah, he, yeah. he's always very loyal to this area. We do a charity drive every year that he always is, is a part of and donates to, but he's but a good man. Did, did, in a movie as scripted as that, because he, they do, will do the free line arama thing where he'll just, right. you know, t- take a few minutes just to just improvise. Was that something they did on that? It wouldn't. Yeah, he caught. Yeah, he. So he he sits there with like his microphone, the god mic as it's known, and he'll sit there in like video villages. It's called where all the screens are, the monitors and stuff, and he'll have his microphone and he'll shout shout out ideas for lines for you, uh, and then you do lots of imp- improvisation, um, lots of it. And so, which was great, but being the only Englishman for like, what felt like a thousand miles around, right. having to improvise in an American accent uh, is... Um, Daunting? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, but it was all right. Got away with it. 
And Esther, you you come from uh, you did some theater work, and you were in the original production of the Harry Potter. Yeah, and the Cursed Child. And the Cursed Child. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, Preston and Nick are massive fans. Yeah, I really have you seen have you seen? No, Uh, I want to see. I I, I know we were actually we were in London a few years ago, and and I had the opportunity, and I passed, and like an idiot, so I I need to go and see it at some point. It's a it's a big undertaking because it's it's over two like big plays. So yeah, yeah, that was an incredible experience to be part of that franchise is kind of that world is yeah it's just really magical and and now it's everywhere i think they've got it in new york and san francisco and yeah it's traveled around a bit esther you had mentioned you guys did this uh this chemistry meeting thing but mm-hmm. you had worked together before because you were both in the same black mirror episode oh, yes, yes. We, were, weren't we? But <laughs> but we didn't have any scenes yeah. together yeah oh. but it was it was white christmas which was yeah. kind of a story inside of a story if i remember correctly it was john ham in that yeah yeah. Episode? And john yeah. Hamm. yeah yeah we get um caught in this like cabin forever or whatever and you played an, an anesthetist very important part yeah anesthetist called madge and that's literally all she said she just introduced herself as an anaesthetist called Madge. Which is a hard word to say. And that's it's so it. hard. I, yeah. Do you know how many takes I had to do? Because it's like I forgot how to walk and talk and say, say that word, word at the same time. It's hard. Anaesthetist. Anaesthetist. Okay. Yeah. So we, we say anaesthetist. Oh, anaesthetist. Yeah. That's easier. Oh. Yeah, so there we go. Anaesthetist. Yeah, there we go. That show is so brilliant. There's so much. So I have the, the Brit Box um, oh, there thing you go. on as I watch it. But we, Pre- Preston was one of the first to, to end Casey to get turned on to it. And we reference, I don't know if you guys, is, there's an episode that we think pertains to the world we live in right now. I don't know if you watched the series, the Metalhead episode about the robotic sort of Boston dynamics. No, oh, I haven't seen that one. Okay. Oh, it's terrifying. Is was that one of the ones? happening right now. It's, yeah. it's, it's happening. Was that one of the ones that was made in the States? That was one of the American ones. Uh, it's in black so. and white. I don't and think it's, so. It's, it's actually sort of anomalous to the rest of the series. Oh, interesting. It's approach, but it, it's, uh, it's just a brilliant show, but it's... Uh, uh, you know that we we constantly refer to to that one. I don't like the states ones as much as I like uh, me either. Yeah, they yeah, just the don't British. feel the same. Um, uh, yeah, I like the pig one. So that's the first one. That is the first one, and I didn't know what Black Mirror was, so I watched that first episode, and then I watched the second episode, and I'm waiting to see like what happens to the. And I'm like, oh, this is a whole different story. But you know what's crazy about the pig one is it is actually based on something true. Are you kidding? Ooh. Yes. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh. So the pre- so the, the the prime minister at the two prime minister go David David Cameron. Uh he was part of a club. I uh, don't worry, I'll be cool about it. I won't say I won't say anything too much. <laughs> I, I know it's the morning. He was part of a club where the thing that is in that show was part of an sort of hazing ceremony, initiation thing to get into the club, which Ooh. was called the Bullingdon Club, which is which is a um, Oxford University, it's a sort of drinking club. And that was, uh, there was a variation of what happens in that show oh my God. you had to do to get into that club. For people who aren't okay. familiar with Black Mirror, it is uh, Twilight Zone with a very uh, uh, tech yep. focus on it. And yes, uh, exactly. it's brilliantly done. So Exactly. Oh, man. Okay. I did not know that there was <laughs> that basically something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's wow. a bit gloomy. <laughs> All right. So, uh, it's like going to happen in season three of Trine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Something to look forward to. <laughs> so, you never know. Uh, Rafe, you had mentioned the, uh, you know, the three seasons and, and the focus of those. Is there a fourth season or do we know yet? Well, uh, listen, I can't th- give too much away, but, okay. you know, we're very, we're very hopeful. And, uh, you know, and uh, people are... Uh, 
you know, people are enjoying watching the show and people are catching up to it. And, you know, we keep getting, like, you know, the numbers are going up every year, which is good. Yeah. Uh, we don't get told the exact numbers because streamers don't... They never betray the... Not, they, they, ne- never, they never do it. It doesn't but, you matter know, what but, we're, but, you know, the Apple are really behind us. They really love the show. Um, and we were one of their first commissions, first original shows, you know. Well, that's and, maybe yeah, why yeah. it kind of got lost in, in, yeah, in the exactly. sauce. But it, yeah. it's sitting right here. And, again, I'm telling you... This this is a show that makes you feel good in all the right ways, and every, all the humor, which is not telegraphed, comes in the right way. And I found myself laughing out loud a number of times because also there's a whole bunch of people who populate your life, uh, yeah, yeah. your your friends and family, who um, deliver the kind of inappropriate things that friends and family will tend to say to you without realizing, you know, you shouldn't have said that. And that's what makes it ring so true. Yeah. yeah, but it's all with it's all with love, you know. Like again, like it's it's a bunch of people trying to trying to do the right thing, and and coping with uh, difficult situations with humour, which is very human, which is something I've always done. Mm. You know, is when like things are going badly in my life, I tend to, I tend to make jokes. Um, <laughs> so I think it's pretty pretty identifiable in that way. Well, early on, you're, Esther, your 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 character of uh, Nikki basically says, you know, this oh, hell, we're going to hell and ham ass. This everything's going to end, and 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 basically, Rafe, your your character. Uh, says, well, well, at least you have a plan, you know, yeah. and, and, that, and, that, and that's the approach. It, it was funny to us to see, again, uh, you know, our, our reactions to shows that are like this, and again, sorry for the Ted Lasso connection, but mm. people actually, there was this backlash, of like, well, it's it's so, it's uplifting, and it's there seemed to be a bizarre, <laughs> it makes you feel good, and yeah. what's that about, mm. and why is it, mm. not everything needs to be that. Totally. Yeah. It's funny, I think we're so used to a lot of doom and gloom that to actually like feel good maybe might be yeah. a bit of a surprise. It was such yeah. a shock, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess that's what the issue is. But I guess there was a trend for a long time in TV, which resulted in a lot of great TV of anti-heroes, yeah. like, like John Hamm in Mad Men, like Tony Soprano, mm-hmm. people that, um, uh, although they've got lots of flaws, you still root for, right? right. So that was a sort of um, trope, which, uh, you know, which and shows like Us and Ted Lasso, it's like, no, it's okay to be a good person. <laughs> and be trying, it really try, is. Trying, trying, to, trying to do the right thing. Um, because, yeah, I think that's how we all identify you ourselves. You know what, though? I was trying to, with, with Ted Lasso, like I was waiting for, you know, something to happen where he shows his, his true self. Mm. And, he, and he never did. Or he always did. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I was just waiting for that. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's the same with these guys. Like, they're just, they're just good people. Yeah. We're just cynical uh, viewers, I guess. <laughs> uh, I would imagine the, the, the community, the infertility, people who are dealing with this and their real lives are, are reaching out to you guys as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's what's so lovely about social media because you can have that instant dialogue with people. Um, the amount of people that have got in touch is is continuous and is overwhelming. People that have are either going through infertility or having their, uh, particular struggles or people that are adopting or going through the process. You know, they the common thing that we seem to hear is that they just don't... It makes them feel not alone in it, which I think is so important. It's got to be, because it, yeah. it's all about also being judged. I mean, yeah. again, these are you're, you're being judged, and, and, and the, the question you're asking yourselves is, you know, as your, your characters are, well, are, are, we, are we worth it? Are we really up to snuff? Or, you know, you, you make a list of the things that you, are, are bad about yourself in preparation for this packet of adoption, mm-hmm. and, oh, I look at this now, and I, we seem to be bad, and then you realize, no, you're, you're good, you're yeah. good. Yeah. 
and that um you know we we sometimes we get judged a lot in life and and sometimes you need to be reminded no you you're worth something yeah. you know you've got something to offer and that's a, a, as wonderful a message as you're going to find on television right now and so. you know what i want to take this moment because nick and i were corresponding with a woman named shelly and i guess we had had a conversation about ivf not that long ago within the last like year or two and so shelly she thanked us for having the conversation uh, and uh, had gone through five un- unsuccessful rounds of IUIs, three rounds of IVF. She and her husband uh, welcomed a baby boy, uh, uh, Miles Michael, and, and that happened on August 5th. So, wow. uh, so I just wanted to send a congratulations out to her because, you know, this, this is something that is, uh, you know, happening all over the world. And, you know, people listening right now are going through it. And so, uh, you know, sometimes... Uh, you know, really, you know, things alone. do happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. and things do happen. Yeah. And that's, it's very, it's very cool. So that's very heartening to, to hear, you know, yeah. but I think it's like, it's a show because, you know, some people won't be affected by the issues in it, but I think that something that everyone feels is getting to a certain stage in your life where you feel like something's missing, right? And that's, and that's, yeah. For them, it's kids. For right. others, it might be career. For others, it might be a new partner, like a geography, like where you're living. But I think that that's something that we all go, we get to at a point in our life and we're like, something's missing. Like something needs to, uh, something needs to change in my life. And, 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 and in their, in, in their case, it's a kid. Yeah. And uh, I find it like so moving their wanting to connect and wanting to connect with a child that they do get eventually matched with. Um, but like, I, I, it's embarrassing to say, but I cry watching my own TV show. And I don't no. know whether it's worse to like be moved by your own work or laugh at your own jokes. I don't know what's worse. But I, but I, I, I no. sit there sobbing I at myself in a TV show. It's, it's, it's not good. Listen to some of the text coming in. It says, Trying is one of the best shows ever. It says, wow. uh, Love the show. Trying is the best. They play the cutest couple. Yes. Uh, and uh, there's several other Just people are saying the same thing. I absolutely love Trying. My wife and I started watching season one when it came out while my wife was pregnant with our son, our first son. Everyone should watch this show. Uh, so it is on Apple TV Plus. Yeah, and now you have the you have many episodes. That's <laughs> that's kind of why I'm happy because yeah, yeah. now you know my wife and I love to have our show that we can you know because we do have kids and things get chaotic and when we can sit down and have that time and they're 30 minute episodes. Yeah, and you're so gonna, you going to feel good. You can knock these out. Uh, there is uh, currently six seasons in the third episode, uh, or I'm in this uh, six, six episodes. episodes in third season. Uh, they come out on Friday. Yes. Yeah. Um, and how many episodes in this particular season, the third season? Eight, you know be? eight episodes. So okay. six comes out Friday Next coming. Friday, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, you'll have this entire three seasons to go through. It's all there for you. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it, you know, people say that the, the show is like a sort of warm bath or a hug or whatever. It's just, it just makes you feel good, you know? Oh, and there it. is, yeah. Right? Nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing Jesus. wrong with feeling no. good. No. People ought to fight no, feeling to. good and, and liking people and supporting their quests and their decisions about life. Yeah. Just get behind it and yeah. love these people. Esther, can you say busking again? Because I really liked it. Do you know what? As soon as I said it, I thought no one's going to know what I just said. Busking. Busking. Can you tell that? Because Esther's, Esther's got a very specific English accent, yeah. uh, oh? which is from the Midlands, which is a, like, an area called the Black Country. Yeah. Uh, and it's very, it's very specific. It's very specific. I don't know if this is insulting to say. You're it, you're adorable, and your character it, you're so legitimately adorable. <laughs> she is, I, I, <laughs> and it's also because I think of there's there's a line in uh, it's a wonderful life where where um, 
Jimmy Stewart's going at uh, you know the the the, the old avaricious uh, character in, in in the play and uh, uh, Potter, and he's saying you know these are the real people that do most of the living and the dying and the, and 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 you you guys project that you know you you work as a, a, cons- a customer relations for a rental car company yeah. and yet you're you still you're up when you answer the phone and th- that's that's the common that's the common thing of most people you know and that that's what it means so much to you know and see you guys go through this so yeah i know i'm i'm, I'm but i just thought it was wonderful i just thought that first but they're regular folks good. as well like they don't have fancy jobs you know they've got yeah. like regular jobs uh nikki mm. um works in a on the phones in a a car her company and you're a teacher i'm a teacher i teach yeah. english as a foreign language to foreign students um and i guess like a lot of the popular culture that comes out of great britain uh in terms of like richard curtis movies which are great you know <laughs> but those guys all live in like you know 15 million dollar houses <laughs> right, right, right pretty fancy lives but these are like regular folk mm-hmm. um uh who don't have a lot of money uh or status or any of that stuff they're just um you know trying to do the right thing um i just i just finished doing a i was just doing um to kill a mockingbird ah. the play in the west end the aaron sorkin version and there's um a great bit at the end of it where scout says to the um says to the audience uh you know in terms of like it's like a coda to the play she's like um trying to do the right thing is the right thing yeah yeah you know? and it, 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 i and i think yeah. that definitely applies to these characters they're trying to do the right thing. They might, they might fail. They might do it wrong. But they keep trying to be good. And I think that's really beautiful. That's great. Um, Again. I saw in one of the trailers uh, Imelda Staunton. Uh, are there any other uh, cameos or, or people that pop up that we would know? She's in it quite she? a lot. Yeah. She's in it. Yeah. 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 We had okay. her in the studio. Oh, she was I great. have such a crush on her. <laughs> oh, you do? do? Fantastic. Do. No doubt. Like, yeah, the yeah. pink outfit that she wears in Harry Potter. I, was like, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. Like, I just have it's a It's niche, but I like it. She's such a lovely human. She was so much fun to work with. And just so, like, her part as well, she plays this social worker and she... She's kind of this dotty character, and she's got so much to say, and she's just a pro. I don't know how she does it. She is a pro. Do you remember when you told her to get in the trash can? Oh, yeah, and she did. <laughs> she did. <laughs> well, she said it as a joke. She yeah. was like, what did you say? I said, because this trash can is huge, and Imelda's quite tiny. She's very and I was small. like, get in the trash can. <laughs> and she did. <laughs> she did. That doesn't surprise me. When she, when she came by here, we were expecting her to be, you know, fairly proper. She was like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, footloose, fancy free goofball, <laughs> having a great time. She was awesome. So. No, she's cool, man. And now she's playing the queen in, yeah. Uh, yeah. in the, the crown. crown. In the crown. Yeah. She's awesome. now the queen. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Well, we just we want people. I'm. This is my new show. It's going to yeah. be my yeah. new show. You're going to love it. You'll not be disappointed. <laughs> it's called Trying. It's on Apple TV Plus. There are three seasons for you to choose from. The new season. Uh, the new episodes come out on Friday. So make sure that you take a look now. Thank you guys so much. For Thanks for having us. That was fun. That was Our great. pleasure. Esther Smith and Rafe Spall on the show trying. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Stay with us. Get what you want when you want it. MMR on demand. Preston and Steve's Daily Rush. Sarah's Rock Breakdown. MMR podcasts. The latest videos and interviews with your fave artists and lots more. Click the On Demand tab at WMMR.com. Now, <laughs> WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, let's get into it. And I just looked at my stories. Like, I put these together the night before and have them, uh, you know, in an order. It's what? out of order now? No. Something Nothing's out of order. Wrong. This is, I have like a series of... Not fun stories here. Uh, I'll try to let me see what I can. Well, smile when you read them. 
Okay. Yeah. A man was fatally shot during an argument at a youth football game on Saturday. <laughs> oh, I saw this. That's a knee slap. South of Dallas. No, police identified the suspect as a Yaqub Talib, who uh, remained wanted by authorities. Police said responding officers were told a disagreement among coaching staff. Oh, my God. And the officiating crew happened. Uh, well, the disagreement unfolded. The coaches got into a physical altercation. One of the people involved in the fight fired a gun. One man was shot. He was taken to the hospital, later died. These these things get away from people a lot when it comes to these, you know, coaches at kids' sports. Yeah. Uh, pl- the police had named uh, Talib as the suspect, but more information about his involvement in the shooting was not released. He's the brother of former NFL cornerback, Akib Talib. Oh, yeah. no. Both are coaches on the North Dallas United Bobcats, uh, the other team playing at the time of the shooting. So it, it started when uh, the victim... Um, Went to pick up a football and somebody kicked it away and that led to the fighting and eventually the shooting. That's terrible. Terrible story. All right, let me see. All right, this one's not so terrible. All right, we'll take it. A Georgia man called 911 to complain about getting cold French fries from McDonald's on Friday. However, the man seemed to have forgotten that he is a, a murder suspect on the run from police. Jeez. You know, I just remembered I'm a murder suspect. Forget that I even called. Body cam video shows the man eating pavement instead of fast food. Antoine Sims got in an argument with the staff of the McDonald's in uh, Kennesaw, Georgia. And Sims was upset that his order was taking too long and the fries were cold. He said, uh, apparently to the police, he said, so now our food is sitting there cold. So when I come up, I try the fries. The fries are lukewarm, but they're not hot. The manager of the fast food restaurant reportedly offered Sims a refund, but he declined the offer because he said it would take the days for the money to be returned to his bank account. Mm -hmm. Sims and McDonald's employees both called 911 over the dispute. So everybody's calling the cops. Of course. What is the number that you call? I know 811 before you dig. What's the French fry line? Uh, It's uh, 822. 822. No, but anyhow, the owner said that he was cursing at him and wanted him to leave and to be issued a criminal trespass warning. Uh, the manager said, I don't want him to ever come back here. Uh, he said, the dude's obviously on probation. He's got an ankle bracelet on. <laughs> Police gathered his side of the story and then requested dispatch run a check on Sims through the crime database. An officer asked Sims to sign a document vowing that he won't trespass to this McDonald's location in the future. And the cop urges Sims to get closer to sign the paperwork, but he quickly backs off. He said, I'm afraid of y'all. I just did three years, sir. I'm afraid of y'all. Sims then asked if he was under arrest, and the officer replied, yeah, and that's when he started taking off. Several officers chased him through the McDonald's parking lot into an apartment complex. An officer fired a taser at the man from behind, hit him in the back. He immediately crashed to the pavement. Sims was previously, char- previously charged with the 2018 murder of a, uh, a woman. Uh, in 2019, marshals captured him in Wisconsin. He was charged with homicide, arson, concealing the death of another. He was due back in court in July to enter his plea, but never showed up, and he had a warrant out for that. So. Listen, I don't know if they'd go for it, but I think uh, McDonald's has a commercial in this. Uh, just how good their fries are. Yeah, that yeah. you call the police <laughs> even though you, you wanted for murder. for murder. <laughs> yeah, that's how much you want your fries toasty. <laughs> a woman was killed in an apparent alligator ta- attack in South Carolina on Monday. Now, she attacked the alligator? No, the other way around. The large alligator was spotted near the edge of a pond in Sun City Hilton Head, an adult-only community guarding what was believed to be a person. Oh. Bit my hand. (laughs) Oh, my God. Responders found the gator (laughs) and a dead person. Uh, The victim hasn't been identified. The gator's still being recovered from the pond. 
Alligators are active during spring and summer because with temperatures rising, their metabolism increases and they look for food. I thought that's the time of year they fly to Capistrano. <laughs> that's no. the salmon. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the salmon fly to Capistrano. <laughs> Uh, let's see. A, a man has been arrested after being found with his father's decapitated head in one hand. Oh, my God. And the knife I'm okay. was presumably used <laughs> to remove it. The other, I told you I had some messed up yeah. stories. It's today. okay. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. The horrific... Where inc- are my french fries? The... Oh, dude. Did you call 822? I did. <laughs> the horrific incident happened when police found the father's body in a parking lot over the weekend... Locals have reported yeah, have reported witnessing a heated debate among the family members and the son chasing the father around with a large knife. Yeah, police followed it out. a trail of blood to where the son was standing with undeniable evidence. Police say they struggled with the son to detain him. I never needed my body. Uh, the weekend attack was carried out by a uh, Moroccan man known to police for petty crimes and drug charges. Well, I think he skipped it up a bit now. I think he did take a bit of a leap. Yes. Human remains discovered at a South Auckland, Australia home last week had been brought there unwittingly among the contents of a recently acquired storage locker. Oh, my God. Uh, Police launched a homicide investigation after the remains were found at a property. We used to rent a storage locker down in Maniunk, and and I'd see people, like, opening up their own things, and I'm like... Uh, you just know something's wrong in that, in that storage locker. The discovery was made after the residents brought unowned property to their uh, address. Residents were not thought to be involved. Uh, the human remains originated from a local storage company, and the residents went to the storage unit and picked up a trailer load of goods, taking it home without realizing its grim nature. So they had bought this. Right. And uh, they'll, set, they'll set it off. If people yep. aren't, aren't paying their bills, they'll just auction off their stuff. Yep, Exactly. A family member of the property said that they had been told to not talk to media by police, but confirmed they had been offered victim support. All right, and there you go. That's all I have. That's gruesome. The bizarre file for you this morning. Tattoos Day, running out of time. Text word tattoo to 39333. Somebody's going to win a $350 gift certificate from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, and you'll find them at 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. Uh, so get on it. Text word tattoo 39333. Coming back. In the, uh, let's see. Trash and Music News up next. Stay down. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 10 minutes after 10 o'clock, and we are the Preston and Steve Show. Word of the Week prize this week, four-pack of weekend tickets to attend all four days. MMR Rocks Firefly Festival, September 22nd to 25th in Delver, Delaware. So, make sure you get that letter, which is coming up at the end of the show. We don't want you to miss out on that opportunity and go and see all those bands like Feezer and... Uh, My Chemical Romance and Green Day and all that stuff. So listen up. It's coming up shortly. We will do that in a little while. In the meantime, we got something else to give away. We have a lesson question pair of tickets to see Bert Kreischer Sunday, September 4th at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. And the question we're going to go with today is this. Which Amish treat is good for dunking in coffee and can be used as a tampon? Oh. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. All right. Which Amish treat? It's not coffee soup no. or anything like that. No. Which Amish treat is good for dunking in coffee and can be used as a tampon? 215-263-WMMR. Do you know the answer? Well, then call right now. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR. 
with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's see where we go today. What's up, Steve? Well, producer extraordinaire Vince Gilligan is reportedly working on a spinoff of Better Call Saul, which is itself a spinoff of Breaking Bad. The new series involves Saul's neighbor who invents a robotic little girl and will be called Better Call Vicky. Oh, my God. Alec Baldwin's lawyer challenging the FBI after they concluded the actor did, in fact, fully pull the trigger on the gun that killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins. Baldwin's lawyer now claiming the trigger was actually pulled by Stephen Baldwin. Oh. And finally, Amber Heard hiring David L. Axelrod and J. Ward Brown of Ballad Spar to represent her in her appeal of the Johnny Depp defamation verdict. Axelrod and Brown are reportedly L.A.'s, quote, top fecal lawyers. (laughs) (laughs) That's your Hollywood track. All right, we're going to the phone, see if we can answer this question, which Amish treat is good for dunking and coffee and can be used as a tampon. 215-263-WMMR. It's BJ. Who's going to take a shot at BJ, you there? Yeah. All right, BJ. Uh, <laughs> Why would you think he wouldn't be there? Is everything all right? Which which up? Uh, which are you there? <laughs> which up? His treat is good for dunking coffee and can be used as a tampon. Dead mice. Dead mice. Yeah. <laughs> well done, sir. Hang on, BJ. I think he's hang gliding. Right. <laughs> <laughs> give you a pair of tickets to Bert Kreischer Sunday, September fourth, Hard Rock Hotel in Casino, Atlantic City, and tickets for both of uh, Bert's shows, September third and fourth. They're on sale now. You can go to WMMR.com for complete details. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! All right, it's brought to you by Rita's Water Ice. Stop by Rita's today and grab their newest, sweetest treat. Go candy crazy with Rita's new candy kapow ice. And you want to get there quick because it is available for a limited time only. Kapow, pow, pow. Pow, pow, pow. Kaboomba! That is correct. All right. So Michelle Branch is setting herself free. The singer filed for divorce from her husband, Black Keys drummer Patrick Carney, on Friday. Uh, in the filing, Branch cited irreconcilable differences as a reason for the split. And the documents state that the parties are no longer capable of resuming their marital relationship and living mm. together as husband and wife. Branch took this step to divorce uh, her her husband of three years only one day after she announced their separation amid claims of his infidelity and her arrest following an alleged domestic dispute between them. Uh, The divorce papers, Branch also requested that she be named primary residential parent of the pair of sons, Reese James and daughter Willie Jacket, as well as asking that Carney receive reasonable parenting time urges while uh, paying child support. Now, so it's just been three years that they've been yep, together. Huh? Yep. She said in a statement at the time, following her tweeting and deleting accusations of his cheating, uh, to say that I am totally devastated doesn't even come close to describing how I feel for myself and for my family. Uh, the rug has been completely pulled from underneath me, and now I must figure out how to move forward with such small children. I ask for privacy and kindness. So she. She was arrested on August 11th and booked for domestic assault. According to an arrest affidavit, police were called to the house around 2 a.m. for a disturbance. And Branch told police that she and her husband were arguing over marital issues and admitted slapping him on the face two times. There's, a, I guess, a booking photo of her that shows her with her face red as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he did not have any visible injuries. Uh, the singer was released on a $1,000 bond. Her court date has been set for November 7th. So... We'll see where that goes. That's too bad. All right, how about this one? Here's, here's, here's the weird story of the day. All right. 
Corey Feldman yes. claims that Marilyn Manson sabotaged his 2017 The Heavenly Tour by doing such things as planting backup singers who were purposely singing off-key. No! And playing wrong parts. That music of his is so precise, you would screw it up completely. As well as letting Feldman use Manson's tour bus and bus driver, which repeatedly broke down. Mm. He told Consequence of Sound the Heavenly Tour was definitely the exact opposite of that. It was the Hellish Tour. But that was due to infiltration. We had people that were sent in that were spies that were not there to be musicians, but were there to cause mayhem. Was the Heavenly Tour the one that with the uh, oh. the Today Show appearance with the Kitty Kitty? I don't know. Do we have that? 2017 is when this was, so it sounds... It sounds about right, yeah. Maybe. Remember that? Yeah. It was... People could oh, not believe what they were watching? Yeah. Uh, last year, Feldman accused Manson of decades-long... Mental and emotional abuse. At one point tweeting, the abuse his psycho hands out was known to me by the spies he sent into my life to ruin my tour. Mm-hmm. He alleged that Manson was able to manipulate my tour through these false angels, including planting his bus driver Wade on my tour. So here's a guy, Corey Feldman, who could easily sell at any arena. And uh, he's being undermined by Marilyn Manson. That's just not right. Uh, Feldman admits he doesn't know why Manson would want to ruin his tour, saying, I don't No one really, does. I don't really know the reason. I can't tell you other than the fact that we just know that he was behind the scenes of a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. I mean, we have music from him from 2015. 2017 was when he was doing the uh, Corey Haim and he uh, were... Uh, being abused. Okay, uh, he was on like t- t- the Today Show and stuff like that. You remember he did? The, he did that. Oh. You got it. Yeah, this is actually uh, round two. This song that he did on the okay. Today Show, it, and it was in 2017. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Play that part again. Back it up just a little yeah, bit, just please. It just gets, in, it gets in your soul. It's, it's just, mm-hmm. He speaks to you. In many ways, it was a simpler time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, mean, I mean, his backup to the singers all dressed as angels with cheap, like, Spencer's gifts, Halo wings. Right. Halo and wings. He just, he's just not a very good singer. It's not like he's, like, way, way off key, but it's just, there's nothing. His strength no is presence. as a songwriter, right? Of course. Yeah, yeah. Now, lyrically, I was touched. Uh, I was, Absolutely. And it, and it actually, it made me feel very cerebral <laughs> while listening to that. He's that good. Uh, that good? I think I would rather him sing Trollolo uh, than have to listen to those. What's Trollolo? Those, uh, the I'd rather him just do that than have to listen to those words. But the, the Kitty Kitty performance, if you've never seen it on the Today Show, uh, when it ends, um, you know, it... I, I can't even imagine. The, 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 there's just a, a stone 
quiet, like a quiet that yeah. goes over the set that people... I remember that. They didn't know what to do. They, they were somewhere just psychologically ruined from that point on. Yep. All right. Well, apparently Marilyn Manson had <laughs> infiltrated his... It's uh, Marilyn, Marilyn Manson that makes him stink. Mm-hmm. On September 23rd, Allison Chains will issue a remastered 30th anniversary 2LP 12-inch black vinyl edition of their second album, Dirt. Uh, the album, which was the band's last album to be recorded uh, with the core four founding members, Jerry Cantrell, Sean Kinney, and late members Mike Starr and Lane Staley. If you never got one of the other 3,500 collector's editions, yeah. this is the one to get. This is another one of those that's got you know a gazillion different yeah. versions of it. Plus a crock pot. All right, and then finally, well, that would be... That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Or maybe, you know... Totally it's my change crock pot. <laughs> Finally, Gene Simmons gave the blueprint of how the Kiss brand may live on after the band wraps its ongoing end of the road tour. Um, he the tu- souls of chickens. He touched on the... Sentient fi- chickens. The final... <laughs> Sorry. It was a spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> my bad. Uh, so anyhow... Yes, Gene. I want you to come aboard. I want to show you something. I've discovered a planet in the Centaurus section of the Milky Way that is populated with chickens. <laughs> I thought you'd find that to be a real gas. <laughs> <laughs> Not to give anything away, but like in the gas. beginning of the new Thor movie, they're basically fighting chickens. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. the aliens that, uh, that he needs to thwart in battle. Kind of like chickens, but may, probably more like a, like an owl, like an owl okay. face. Yeah, okay. I didn't like it. <laughs> Casey didn't like it. Okay, I, I didn't like it. So anyhow, uh, he touched on the final Kiss concert, saying we don't know if it's going to be in New York. I have good reasons why it should be, but the important thing is when it's the last show, it'll be the last show. Kiss the touring band will stop. Ladies um, and gentlemen, you all know Corey Feldman. Uh, but he said, but the touring band Kiss will continue in other ways. I have no problems with four deserving 20-year-olds sticking the makeup back on and hiding their identity. So they really want someone else to take it on mm. and carry it. I, I just no, don't it's see really not what, that happening. I see maybe a tribute. Yeah, there are Kiss tribute bands. Do you know that they actually... But what's the difference? They actually have a process by which they um, authorize them. So yeah. you, they authorize their own tribute bands. Right, right. Uh, regarding the Kiss brand living on beyond uh, touring, the touring shelf life of the group, Simmons explained, Kiss will continue in ways that even I haven't thought of, uh, but I can conceive of, you know. He said, like, I can conceive of the Blue Man Group or Phantom of the Opera Tours around the world with different personnel. But all cast with chickens. Uh, there could. <laughs> chicken of the Opera. And should be a Kiss show. The Blue Chicken. <clears throat> yeah. The Blue Chicken Group. The chicken of the opera is here. Uh, he said, kind of alive on stage with effects and everything else, but also semi-autobiographical thing about four knuckleheads off the streets of New York that ends with the last third as a full-blown celebration, a full-on performance. Not with us. Isn't a biopic? Although not a problem stepping in every once in a while. He made of Kiss's story? I I thought there was. thought there or was. Maybe there was just rumors no. of that. No, I think you're right about that, Steve. So if they did a version of Cats with Chickens, would it just be called Chickens? It'd be called Chickens. Yeah. And what about hair? Would it be called Feathers? Chicken hair. Okay. Chicken hair. Chicken hair. Hair, chicken hair, long chicken hair. You got to have the word chicken in you there. You do. Uh, 
Listen, we're coming up on the 10-year anniversary of when Corey Feldman sang to his wife. Do you guys want to hear that? If you guys haven't cringed enough this morning. <laughs> I'm down with it. How about you, Preston? <laughs> Go ahead. I think it's springtime. It's on our show? And- no, 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 no. no, no, no. no. His, his reality show. By no. the way, the, the wife has since left him. <laughs> you got to watch the video. He's so nervous. I don't know if I can handle this. This is in the backyard of their house. He has a little yeah. band there. Springtime flowers bloom. Oh, my God. Yeah, mystery. Never come too soon. Oh, he's walking down the aisle like, oh my God, what the freak am I doing? And then he hired a real singer. A real singer. Oh, dude, I can't. I just, I'm sorry. I, I don't have my coffee, any coffee today. That hurts. Uh-huh. And I, I don't want to do Spring it. Springtime okay? flowers bloom. Oh, it's just terrible. Air mystery. I did find a YouTube video called Opera Chicken, Steve. <laughs> oh, I have okay. no idea what it sounds like because I'm watching it on the screen with the, the president I share. Mm. Uh, but maybe we can pull that audio. I mm. bet you Opera Chicken's better than Corey Feldman. Absolutely. Mm. I couldn't get into that arena because Opera Chicken had booked it. <laughs> all right. That's, <laughs> that's all we have time for in music news, all my right. friend. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Maybe we'll have Opera Chicken. Yes. I don't know. But we'll wrap up the show when we get back. Stay with us. What's new? Why have you asked? The Offspring. Dorothy. Young Blood. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. 10.33. Wrapping up our program today, Tuesday morning. 84 degrees. Quite pleasant. It was actually a little chilly when I stepped out this morning, right? I always look at the temperature on my way in uh, because I'm amazed at the temperature in my garage versus what's actually outside. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was in the 60s this morning. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, it felt nice. Yeah, it's um, comfy. Uh, we'll be back up into the low 90s by the time we get to Friday, Saturday, all that. I would like to thank our guests on the show. Uh, they were quite, and I'll use this word, lovely. They were lovely. Uh, Esther Smith and Rafe Spall. Yeah. Uh, they're from the TV show Trying, which is on Apple TV+. And uh, Steve watched the first season last night and came back with the blessing of Ted Lasso-esque. Feel make good. Make you feel good. Legitimate, warm. But still... Biting funny. Funny. Yeah. Funny. Yes, absolutely. I put it on my list. You know, I have that list in my phone. Um, right. So I'm definitely going to get to that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And you're going to love them. They are. There's great chemistry between the two leads. Yeah, they were. And they were super sweet. Uh, really, really nice people. So uh, the new episodes air on Fridays on Apple TV Plus. I think there's there's a third season now. There's six episodes. The sixth episode comes out uh, this Friday. So you got plenty to watch if yep. you need a new show. That's right there. All right, uh, Ted Tuesday? Uh, we're working on getting a winner right now. Okay, so, uh, well, then we'll skip ahead and we'll do something else. Okay, then. cool, cool. Brent Porsche hey! is here. Hey! Good morning at Pibbles. Nice to see you, you sir. Well. You will be filling in. Yes, sir. And uh, Mr. Robert is gone all this week. Is he gone for two weeks, one week? Uh, just one through okay. Monday, though. Okay. Yeah. Is that how long SEAL training usually lasts? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. It's a week and a day. 
That's how they do it. <laughs> uh, but we'll need to get the letter of the day from you, shall yeah, we? Yeah, let's do it. Here we go. Kristen and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... By the letter B is in Beastie Boys. All right, a B. And we are going to give away a four-pack of weekend tickets uh, to attend all four days as MMR rocks the Firefly Festival, September 22nd through the 25th at the Woodlands in Dover, Delaware. Green, uh, Green Day, My Chemical Romance, Weezer, and dozens more bands and artists spanning various musical genres. Tickets are on sale now. FireflyFestival.com. Complete details at WMMR.com. Brent, you're one of our big-time concert goers. You ever been to Firefly? I have not. I've been to a number of festivals, never been down to Firefly. I've been to Dover, obviously, for all the NASCAR races and stuff, but never made it for the the music fest down there. It sounds like a good time. My wife did the second or third one. I forget what the bill was, but... uh, and um, it's big. It's sprawling. Was you it know? a Paul McCartney year? Or was it a Red Hot Chili Peppers year? I know Tom Petty was one of the headliners. It was one probably year. Tom Petty. Yeah, yeah this is a massive fan. So, yeah, yeah, very cool. Um, oh, uh, look, so Tattoo Save. Got a winner. We'd like to congratulate uh, Susie Cream Cheese from Barn Door, Pennsylvania. Oh, oh, she's great. Yep. yep. She Susie's knows comedy. <laughs> yep, she's good. Uh, and she gets $350 gift certificate for floating world tattoo and piercing. <gasps> and where is it? Bottom one. <laughs> last one. All right. Thank you. Uh, and Amen. Tattoos and the President's Eve show is presented by Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, 1729 South Street in Philadelphia for artwork samples. Uh, visit floatingworldtattoos.com or check them out on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos. Actually, our winner was Dave Arman. From Gilbertsville, ah, so he's going to get it. Uh, what's up on the show today, Brent? Coming up on the program, Workforce Block. Speaking of the Beastie Boys, today marks the 35th anniversary of the License to Ill Tour. That was in <laughs> Philadelphia. It was them and Run DMC, hence the Run DMC shirt today. So right. Some B-Boys. Uh, we got a Block of Queen on the way, and today is also the anniversary of Eric Clapton's, uh, the release of his solo debut album. So we're going to play oh. some Clapton this morning, plus more double shots, and we've got the coffee break coming up. Cool. want to thank our sponsors, Preston Steve Show, brought to you today by Duncan. The, the uh, Preston Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. Acme, official grocery store, the President and Steve Show. And then finally, Wilmington University. You can go to wilmu.edu, dual credit. That's wilmu.edu, dual credit. Tomorrow on the program, Wednesday, secret text word, Fox Good Day. Yep, we'll do those things. We'll fill in the blanks. We'll have a good time. I'll bet you we will enjoy our company together. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. At Wells Fargo, we know there are lots of moments that make home sweet home. Some you plan, others just happen. When the moment to find a home is right for you, Wells Fargo is here to help. So you can start savoring all those moments that make your home uniquely your own. Get started at wellsfargo.com slash your time. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage is a division of Wells Fargo Bank, N.A. NMLSR ID 399801, Equal Housing Lender.